hello! It is another Monday, another glorious, glorious Monday, full of glorious, glorious news. All of the things have been going on, or maybe not. We'll come on to that in a minute. Uh, I'm Mickey, of course, joined yet again by lovely co-host and uh, friend of stats, friend of stats, Carlo. <laughs> he is stats. Just everyone who doesn't know that. Um, and uh, this week we're also joined by Timu, uh, Timu from Finland, who people may or may not know uh, of him from his blog, 25 Years of Minis and Counting, um, which is a slight lie I found out today. Uh, we'll get onto it later on, but he's now actually at 30 years. So, uh, yeah. I was just about to say, please don't tell anyone, but yeah, that's how it is. <laughs> that, that's, see, that's how long... The, he's been running the blog, right? He's been in it for five years, which is roughly equivalent to the amount of time that he's been waiting for the update. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, right. I mean, let's tackle the, the first things first. Um, I would load up the Simon uh, website and look at all the interesting new articles and stuff from the promised update, uh, but in there. Bruce is, Bruce is kicking us off hard there. I mean, that's... Question no twisting, messing around. Twisting the knife. <laughs> yeah. Has Simon, Michael and Fabio lost all credibility or did they even have any to begin with? Um, well, I'll leave that one with the minds of our, our podcast listeners, no doubt. Um, yeah, I mean, it does bring a lot into consideration. I do think, and we were speaking a little bit about this before we went live, Um Obviously, Michael and Fabio aren't the ones who sign off on the update itself, like people actually putting it live. Um, you know, they talked about how it was the artists and the, the digital team or whatever. But um, yeah, it's not looking good, is it? <laughs> did you did you did you see? Was it was it Jordan? Uh, I think he posted on Facebook quite a lot. Did you see his his memento? His memento. Uh, meme <laughs> picture remake honestly i that was that that was so funny like i do I, I memento is such a film and that was such a good joke like actually oh uh, uh, it was amazing i'll load this up for anyone who is watching live uh, and so anyone else can see it um this was on the facebook page uh, posted by jordan um it is pretty good and it is very savage uh, I very much appreciate that somebody sent it to me or, you know, <laughs> that it got talked about on Discord because I missed it on uh, on Facebook and I believe it got, it, I believe it got removed. Not, no. not considered, um, what do they call it these days? Uh, like uh, positive engagement. It's not considered yeah. positive engagement. Don't believe, <laughs> don't believe his lies. Um, yeah. Uh, absolutely savage, savage uh, post by Jordan. Um, I, really, I really like the the guy who made this video about burning Renly in the small Yeah, fires. you know what? The, the, Ren, yeah. the Renly one. Yeah. He, he, he lent in Sacrifices. Mm -hmm. Sacrifices. Yeah. Already yeah. given. We'll, uh, dedicated. I'll see if I, that one saved as well. Again, thanks. To, uh, I actually saw this on Facebook, um, but I didn't like Twig, what it was at the time. And Lockerbie sent it across yeah. to me. And, uh, he's already he's already lost a hand. Like Renly's been like that. That Renly's been through some stuff. <laughs> yeah, um, it gets better as well. Uh, did you, did anybody listen uh, and actually watch the burning ceremony? Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. The music is brilliant. I mean, honestly, it makes the videos that we make we make look absolutely rubbish. <laughs> um, Everything makes the videos we make look rubbish. Mickey. Good, good point. Good point. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, absolutely fantastic. It is interesting, and actually, these uh, these bring up a topic that we weren't really going to cover. But it's all obviously about the updates, so of course we were going to cover it. Um, it's really interesting to see the community come out. And in to, some, to some extent, in a light-hearted way, being like, well, this is just Simon being the joke that Simon are or appear to be. Let's just have fun and piss about and make our own complete jokes and memes about this. Because if we try and be serious, we'll just get sad. Um, what do you, what do yeah, you think actually, of this? To answer, to answer Craig's question mm-hmm. in, 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 in a slight way, like... I think I think people's joking reaction so quickly after the fact that you know like they've missed they've missed their own deadline their own extended yeah. deadline they said one to two weeks that's now like two and a half weeks right yeah in all fairness they're not that late right but but have they lost all credibility like the community don't expect them to meet the deadline, right? It's almost like the community are ready to make a joke about it the day that they don't meet the deadline because the community don't expect them to meet it. So like they're already preparing their jokes, like they're already preparing to laugh at it because at least, you know, for me, definitely you can't be angry about it anymore. Like you you actually just like, you can't, be angry anymore you you just have to let it go like yeah the the i would say the most surprising thing about the date being late for me is that i believed that it was going to be on time for once like i actually believed it that that first week i sat here and i really believed it i was like guys it's gonna be here that is the only thing that is surprising about the update being late is that i fell for it <laughs> like yeah, and so did, so did a lot of the people yeah, I, I guess ma- many of us were waiting for it last Friday, which was more or less exactly two weeks, mm-hmm. and and obviously hey, launch it for the weekend and what have you. But yeah, refresh, 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 refresh. <laughs> Nothing. It is. It's obviously. I mean, uh, you know, everyone, everyone here who watches this will be a mixture of sad and like they bought in and maybe it's like, you know, uh, in the UK. Uh, in the UK, we have this thing where um, everyone was missold PPI years ago, and it became a joke that uh, you'd get a phone call being like, have you been missold PPI? Because you can get money back. Um, I feel like this is the update now. Have you been missold an update? Don't worry, but you can't get your money back because, you know, Simon's whole like division in that whole thing got moved under Asmodee, and Asmodee just go, what do you mean you need a part for a model that's missing? We don't do parts! Um, so, yeah, I mean, they're that bring that whole other category of things into it. I mean, yeah. It's kind of hard to ask, ask for your money back because we didn't pay anything for the update. <laughs> I know, right? Exactly. It's, exactly. Uh, but you, you, you could try. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a weird spot. Strav's actually, actually nailed this one as well with this particular update. Right. They self-imposed all of this. Like, they set the original date of January, 
and they failed to meet it. But they gave us an update in late January to say mid, basically mid-February, right? And we're now at mid-February and it's still not here. And they've got no physical product to ship. It's not like they're literally sending things out. They've got no, nobody else to blame but Simon internal staff and... You know, arguably it's not Michael and Fabio. It's like the digital team putting it online. So it's not just those two people. I think, you know, we've got to remember that. But it's not like there's another company that they're relying on. But but surely, but surely, right? It may not be down 100% to Michael and Fabio that they get to get it online. Mm-hmm. But Michael and like, uh, mostly Michael... Like slightly lesser extent, Fabio. I don't know actually if you go and listen to exactly who says what. Michael chooses to come online. Maybe he's been told that he has to or whatever, but he sits there in front of you and tells you that date, right? Like, you know, he is willing to put his own words to that deadline. And and that is a choice. You know, like I'm sure nobody at Simon is sitting there telling him, you've got to go online and tell them that it'll be out in two weeks. Right? He, you know, he's choosing to um, to, to say that. He's choosing to perpetuate the idea that it's out in two weeks, whether he believes it himself, whether he doesn't, whether it's his own fault that it's not done, or he just believes that other people tell him that it'll be out in two weeks, and he goes, yeah, I'll go tell everybody. You know, like, I always say, I always say, keep saying it, guys. Simon aren't lying to us simon are lying to themselves <laughs> they constantly believe their own lies like somebody else at simon is like yeah michael i'll do that next week and he's like cool i'll go tell the whole community <laughs> and then like a week later he's like have you done that no, and they're like oh no 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 don't do <laughs> <Yeah>. that <laughs> exactly exactly one week later michael's like have you done that yeah. and the guy's like done what done what i didn't <laughs> what i didn't say anything <laughs> <laughs> They'd be very busy, ob- obviously, with the latest Kickstarter launch. So, yeah, no that, they're always busy with the Kickstarter. <laughs> uh, they are, yeah. That, that, you know, that brings the money into the company. Hey. Not this update. Hey, hey, you don't get to fifty Kickstarters without putting serious time and effort into Kickstarters and not supporting existing games. All right, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's put well, the jokes aside. Let's yeah, put... it will come. It will come. It will come. Uh, we hope. Yeah. I mean, if it doesn't come, then we've got another issue entirely. And, you know, 25 years later, we will be sat here again with Timu in 2047 being like, remember that game we used to play that never got that update? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah. Still playing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you run off all recently? It's a great game. <laughs> it's a great game. No matter what. Yeah, I mean... That's actually, again, one of the things we were talking about before this uh, before this all kicked off, is that we wouldn't care if it wasn't for the fact the game system was so good. Um, mm. The game system is so good, it just needs that little bit more. And, you know, in all seriousness, uh, memes and jokes aside, um, what we are seeing a little bit more, again, is exactly what happened around March, April time last year. Um, exactly. You know, and, and to some extent, it actually started in the December period, and it was a much longer, slower process um, mm. of like a fizzle out. And I know you mentioned it, Timo. You, you, your group, like particular, you said that you were basically playing the game on the day the new update dropped. Um, 
because you just needed to because if you didn't then you wouldn't um and like a couple of months of drought basically not people playing and people not doing what uh they need to do um so yeah it's it is sad that we're in a position now where people are of the opinion that playing games is pointless because uh, it shouldn't be and it isn't pointless but it feels yeah. it I... Yeah, it kind of happens that it, because it is just now coming, uh, just tomorrow or maybe the day after that, and you really want to play it with the new update. Of course. Mm-hmm. So you, it kind of feels stupid now to play with what you have at the moment. Yeah. But uh, yeah, back in the back in last year's spring when we were waiting for the update, we started playing 2021 rules basically when they were launched. And we had one of our these map-based campaigns ongoing. There's been four of them already, and and uh, we were playing 2021 rules. We were still playing with the old units, but I guess the campaign more or less we had the last round coming, and and then we switched to the new units. And I was playing Starks Starks at the time, <laughs> and it was it was in the campaign. It was quite quite a, quite a change. <laughs> and I, I still I still managed to pull a victory from the ra- last round, but but maybe it was more because my opponent didn't know what the new Targaryens were, and and mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. so I was lucky with that. But uh, yeah, we 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 went into it right away. You know, mm-hmm. Finland, we have a lot of paper, and we are able to print stuff here. <laughs> We're just chopping the woods and making more paper. No problem. No paper shortage around you, you know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I, I think that um, it, we we see a drop off in play, right? Like yeah. it was. I think that people are much more ready for it this time. Much, much more ready for this idea that the community will need to sustain itself and may need to sustain itself in this state for like actual months. Like, do you know what I mean, like, guys, let's be honest. They've missed the date. That means, as far as I'm concerned, there is no new date. It doesn't mean tomorrow. It's just like it comes when it comes, right? There's nothing it that you comes can... when it comes. It comes yep. when it comes exactly. And the... The, the the biggest problem I'm facing at the moment, we have our first like real national tournament coming up. Yeah. First week in first week in March, and everybody's really really looking forward to play with this this new update. And of exactly. course, every day it, we lose now. It, it makes, we, we lose the time makes, to, you know, so play around with plan. the new units. Yeah. You want to play the new units, and you can't. Yeah. You know, it, it makes it impossible. That's the thing, right? Um, mm. And just as an example, right, You could, we could get, and, you know, this is a very real problem that you might face. We could get to the Thursday before your event, which I'm guessing is Saturday, Sunday, right? If I remember rightly. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah, sure. We could be on the Thursday before that. And bearing in mind, obviously, you're Finland and we typically see things get released in, like, US time zones. So Mm, we're talking, like, late Thursday. You know, I mean, late night Thursday that the update drops. Which means all of your players have got Friday to sort out lists. (laughs) Yeah, you know, and, and even, you know, print updated tactics cards and whatever so yeah. yeah i guess we need to we need to draw a deadline saying that if the update is not here 
before Wednesday or something, we, we play with the old stuff and that's it. Exactly, yeah. but like you so but, but don't that will be really position, right? No, everybody. The, if it comes out, everybody will want to play it. Like everybody will yeah, want yeah, to. Yeah. And I just think that it's people find it incredibly hard to plan in any way. Anybody who wants to have an event finds it really, really difficult to know whether or not they are going to have the new rules for their event. Everybody who's running, you know, like TTS events or, you know, has more flexibility around the time of their event. Some, they're considering running some kind of league, some kind of anything to get the growth of their game going in their own kind of area effectively will put off doing so because nobody wants to have it hanging over their head. Will it or won't it? be time for the update will it be will it come out will it not will it be right days before makes it so hard to plan and that's what i'm you know kind of struggling a little bit this time with like let more so than last time to be honest i guess i wasn't playing very much um i wasn't playing very much last time around this period of time myself not that i was like not playing because the update was coming but we weren't able to play physically a year ago in the uk if i remember rightly we weren't playing physically and i just played a bit of tts here or there i didn't really have any plans i didn't there weren't any events going on but i didn't feel like i was stuck in limbo this time i'm finding myself a lot more I still play. We played on Friday, but normally whenever I play, I'm sort of heading towards an event in the future, which I know that I will want to play XYZ faction at, you know what I mean? Like, hey, I'm going to play Targaryens next time at the next faction. And so I'm sitting there and I'm looking at my Targaryens and I'm thinking, oh, I should learn this thing. I should try this unit. I should try this list. I should do whatever. Whereas at the moment, I'm just like literally like, you know what? I'm just going to play like, a, a troll Lannister list, you know, like, and, and, and yeah, it's fine. The game's still enjoyable, but like, I don't have anything. Like, I always like to be heading towards a point and, and I very much feel the effect of like, I, I have nothing to play for except just the game. And normally I have the game, which I enjoy plus this like bigger thing that I'm like heading towards and trying to like get ready for. And that it's that bigger thing which you can't plan for. You never know what state your army's going to be in when that thing comes along. So you you just have to play just for the sake of playing. Uh which personally a large part of like everything about stats is like to give a bigger a bigger context to playing. It like gives gives value beyond just the game. Uh, but you can still enjoy the game, and you know we had some new people down at the club at the week uh, uh, last Friday, and it was good to see people. You can still play and enjoy the game. It's just harder. It is harder. Yeah. Sure. Um, maybe there's a silver lining to this cloud. Go on. Because what happened last spring when, when the 2021 dropped? Like everybody had to learn the game and the units and the factions anew. Mm -hmm. And in some of our tournaments, because we have players who played quite a lot, including myself, and obviously we were quite unbeatable by the new players, obviously. So that, that kind of put the level closer to one another. And maybe, maybe it is a good thing that is a little bit delayed considering our event so that 
the more experienced player have less time to you know theorize and, and figure out what what is the latest power combo or what have you. So maybe it's going to level things a little bit out, which is a good big thing because we have quite a new players coming to the tournament. Uh, the community here in Finland is, is growing at the moment quite rapidly. So, so um, a tiny silver lining, not much, but something at least. Yeah, I, I'm trying I to be say, positive here. <laughs> I still believe that five percent is not true. <laughs> Obviously, I don't believe that five percent changes is true. No, I no. don't believe myself that we're going to see the scale of changes as last time. Not in the tactics deck, not in the core functionality of the way that the factions are working. I think list building starts from the ground up again, right? Like, I think that the internal balance of units, the specifics of whether or not I, I, I should like this unit or this unit, I think that loads of units will have minor tweaks. I don't actually think that we're talking about the whole kind of start again kind of process no, that no, we no. had with the 2021 update. So I, I think that uh, it will be much subtler changes. I do think that you're going to see a lot of units have a social change and that will cause a breadth of changes across the game. And from what we've seen so far, they're all being nudged in the right direction, though we haven't seen some really big important units which really matter about what happens to them. Um, as to whether or not they're going to change. And, you know, we assume they would change in the right direction, but, you know, like, never can tell. Um, but, yeah, I do think that you're, you're right that it it's always an exciting time. Like, it, it's so exciting to be able to explore the, 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 the game, your own faction, everything about the game from a new perspective. It's like... For a little while, at least for a very little while, it's like you get to be a beginner at the game again. Everybody gets to be a beginner. Everybody gets to like be like excited by, oh, I haven't faced that yet. Oh, I haven't played this guy yet. Oh, I might try this commander out. I never tried him before. Might try this combo. And yeah, it doesn't last that long. <laughs> well, now I finally played this unit, which was like not good yeah. until now. Exactly. And I, I think Starks are a good example what I think, the, what, the, what the level of change, change is going to be. Mm -hmm. The fundamental identity of the faction won't change. They are removing this self, some of the self-harming mm -hmm. things in the, in, in, in the start faction, which was a not good thing for them. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that they're doing, which was really harmful for Starks, that they didn't have any good five-point units. Mm -hmm. which, which forced stock players to use the more expensive units and hence end up with seven activations typically. Mm -hmm. And I think that the, every balance or every faction to reach a balance, they need to have these kinds of adjustments and then there's need to be releases coming. Five-point units, four-point units. A good example being the high card and bike man coming for the Randy loyalty, which will have a huge impact of the play play playability of the Randy side of the Russians. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So or the whole faction. Yeah. <laughs> the whole, yeah maybe, maybe. Let's see about that. But no, but no I, Randy I, loyalty. I don't. I don't believe that. <laughs> I don't think anyone does. But we can hope, Timu. We can hope. 
I'm, uh, I'm not sure I want to hope. I'll take anything I can. <laughs> I started playing also Barassian just uh, end of last year because every, I, 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 I was so fed up with everybody complaining that you can't win with Barassians. And, and I, I started, I was like, I had played like three games with Barassians and we had a tournament. And I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end up in top three with my Barassians. And then you can all just stop bitching about it, okay? And I did. I ended up in oh. third. See, that's there impressive. That's impressive. Did you enjoy coming third, or was it absolutely horrible? <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed the challenge, because yeah. now the games were more even, and I, I, I really enjoyed the challenge of trying to get the best out of not, not the best faction there is that I really don't know yet that well. Yeah. So I played a couple, couple of practice games. I did a lot of theory, theory, theory mm-hmm. you know, building, building of the army, and and uh, then I just had a bad matchup in the first game, Game of Thrones, I think it was against Free Folk, and you know, yeah. really hard to hard to win. But but um, yeah, I was really happy happy with that, and uh, and I also really like the change that now the because it felt really unintuitive that those greatest heroes, the army commanders, need to sit back in on an objective and yeah. do nothing, and that that was that was just not not cool. No. So I, I I'm my my play style is more aggressive, so I really welcome this change. Which is fair. Which is fair. Um, why, don't, why don't you tell us a bit more about your uh, Finnish community and uh, kind of what you got coming up, and uh, and I guess yeah. your blog as well, Timo. Sure, sure, sure. Like I was, we were chatting with Mickey before we started. Is that we have a we have this wargaming club in Helsinki called Nopat Tactic, which is Dice and Tactics in English, and we have a player base of of like 100, 120 members. Oh wow! So, so and we play, of course, dozens of different games. But it is an excellent platform to bring in a new game you know, run a lot of demo games and, and get people excited. And we even have one um, Lannister army at the club that the club is owning and everybody can use that. And so it's it's really easy to build up a player base. Mm-hmm. And and uh, we started three years ago, just me and my friend, we bought the starter set, Stark and Lannisters and, and, and uh, started learning and started playing. And, and, and the growth has been a bit. And only during the last, let's say, six months or so, I've seen, we've seen the growth happened outside Finland too. And now we have, uh, now we have actually the first, what, I, what, what we, you know, we can call it a national tournament with people coming from, from different parts of Helsinki, like hundreds of kilometers away. Mm-hmm. And, and we're going to be, I think we're, at the moment, we're at 17 people enrolled. I, I will expect us to land around twenty, depending. Awesome. Yeah. Have you uh, have you had much previous interaction with the other uh, with the other clubs, the other people who play in and around Helsinki, or will it be uh, really practically the first time you've managed to uh, meet up and have games with them? We have a long tradition with this event. It's called the Winter War, which I guess fits Finland quite well, <laughs> and and. Um, it's been a, it's been the largest wargaming event in in Finland like ever, and it's always had 
more than a hundred people coming together to play, but it's been it's like seven different games. Yeah, we're playing, and and this is the first time now we're gonna have song as part of this event because obviously last year we had to cancel it. But, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, twenty twenty sounds like an amazing number to get started, and um, I'm sure it'll get even stronger if uh if, if it's first first run out goes well so i really hope you get the update in time for it oh uh, yeah, really yeah absolutely yeah yeah we, we, we've been waiting to communicate to the participants that what is what is the like the package for the tournament because you know <laughs> yeah no it's um it's it's really interesting um that obviously going back to that the actual like place that you play has got such a big crowd that plays in it um one of the things that me and carlo uh like well carlo ends up going there a lot more because it's a bit difficult for me to get there but we've got a place up in uh, a city near close to us which has actually got a rather large player base of like 40k players and other things um and one of the things that carlo was looking to do a lot more was run a lot more events in that particular store um so he could draw the local players in but obviously get some of those 40k players and other things like watching the game seeing the game played and get them invested you know um and the the net result was i think in the long run was to actually get the store potentially even investing in song of ice and fire because they had previously invested in song of ice and fire and he'd stopped um so, I, thought, I thought you were about to say the net result was that they've closed down <laughs> no <laughs> no semi true it is <laughs> they have closed down they have closed um <laughs> But that was for different reasons. I turned up, tried to get people to play song. Coincidentally, <laughs> very soon after, the store closed. <laughs> uh, they aren't linked, believe it or not. In this particular instance, they aren't linked. If it was many, many other stores, they might have been linked. But yeah, uh, yes, Scott, it was Battle Bunker mm. uh, in Sunderland, unfortunately. Which, mm. it's rent run out, so he had to move play. He's like been looking, he's not itchy settled yet. Um but he's looking for a new place, hopefully in the next couple of weeks. Um, the thing is that here in Finland, we don't have a single local friendly war game stores that would have these products mm-hmm. on the shelf. Mm-hmm. So we basically have to order everything online. UK, Germany, Singapore, wherever. Russia. And <laughs> Yeah, well, not really. And, do they, do and that, they just that, not exist why, or do they not stock song? They don't stock song. Mm-hmm. Okay. Some of them have had like the starter set or something, but yeah, but n- nothing else. And and uh, that's why this club of ours is is ha- has had su- such a big impact. So, for example, a couple of months ago, there was like a national uh, blood bowl tournament at the club, mm-hmm. and then uh, there was one table that was available for other games, and I was playing song with my friends, and then I realized that now the avalanche has started. I think we pushed the snowball and started to roll because those Black Bowl players from all around Finland, they came to check out their game and everybody already knew what this game is. And, and, and they had heard about it and everybody said, I heard good stuff about this game. And can you tell us a little bit more? So they didn't go to their lunch break. They, they stayed and watched our game. And I had one, one uh, Barassian starter said, to sell and I had it at the club and one of the guys just bought it just like that and and uh, 
So, so, so you, you, you and your club are the uh, are the Finnish stockists. Yeah, you are. Absolutely. You are the... I am the biggest plastic crack dealer in Finland. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Uh, this is actually, everyone thought this was uh, a weekly episode of Tawny Ground. This is actually a weekly intervention that's now going to be <laughs> yes, for Timu to stop selling crack. Uh, plastic crack. Yeah, um, plastic crack. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, there's been some players, they've stopped playing and and want to do something else. And I just bought their collection because I am running so many demos mm. and I have no intention to use those miniatures by myself. Then I just sell them on to a new player to make it really easy for them to start and run a demo and hey yeah. here's an army 50 euros keep the army alive if not the player <laughs> exactly yeah i like i like the idea of like some someone joining um and then for whatever reason you know having to like leave the hobby um or like is no longer collecting the game system and so you buy the army and then somebody else picks it up and they're like, actually, I don't like the way that particular model's painted, maybe. And so they change the paint, but they leave some on. And like, you get to like three different owners down the line. And there was this like, I just like I use Stannis as an example, but like Stannis is there and he's had like four different paint jobs, uh, slightly different poses. He's been rebuilt a couple of times. Uh, and it's like, is this the same Stannis that existed before? Or is this a new Stannis? Like, you know that whole thing with the brush handles and yeah well, uh, now it actually looks like stannis has some hair because there's so many <laughs> layers of paint <laughs> um yeah no i mean it's it's obviously great um to have a community and um it's it's really interesting obviously to talk to you being that you're quite a prominent member of that community i know you you propagate it a lot and you like to share a lot of what happens there um you know the finnish community um from our understanding from like an external perspective is quite small you know it's it's not the biggest um in the world and it's really interesting when you see a small community be quite active um because it actually makes it seem bigger than it is and more importantly it puts a really good light on the game in that area um and i think this is this is actually super important um and yeah, I, for me, it's small communities doing a lot of stuff is what actually helps grow the game. Um, and that's, yeah, I think that's, you know, personally, from my perspective, I think you're doing a great job in that regard. Um, yeah. You know, so, but like all these things, it's slow progress, right? <laughs> it's, yeah. 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 I remember running the first tournaments. We were maybe six players. Mm-hmm. And and like one guy coming from outside Helsinki area and and and, uh, and now, for example, this map based campaign. Mm-hmm. Now we had sixteen sixteen players joining that campaign, which took uh, took like a half a year to run through. Well, four months or so with the Christmas break, and each round we played eight games. We had six rounds in the campaign. I think not a single game was missed even if, mm-hmm. if the, there were restrictions at the club because of covid mm-hmm. and what have you and, and of course cts has helped mm-hmm. immensely as well but um yeah i i i really love the community i've gotten a lot of good good new friends and and um that's what this hobby is all about to yeah. have fun with your mates 
and paint the miniatures. <laughs> awesome! It's awesome to hear that your uh, that your campaign managed to play all the way to the end, even even across like a long period of time. I mean, when you said you you had you had sixteen players sign up, my instant, my honestly, my first thought was, I wonder how many made it to the end. And uh, it's awesome to hear that they that they all did. Yeah. Tell me about your blog. In that, is it is it something that you run for yourself? Is it something that you find helps grow? your community helps grow song i mean it's not um it's not only song right there are there are other things on there um yeah sure what what what's its outlook uh for you personally what what drives you and what keeps keeps it interesting for you and and do you, do you find that it has a wider impact on the games that people you know are interested in playing with you and uh, all that kind of stuff yeah i i think by default, my, I'm a pretty outgoing guy, so I, I want to share the good stuff. And and um, I also like to track. So if if you look at my blog, there's a track of what games, what I played, and how many miniatures I painted every year. Mm-hmm. So there's a bit of this statistician in me as well. And what was actually a revelation for myself is that maybe three years back, I was playing like. Before I started song, or while I was starting song, I was maybe playing like twenty different games, mm-hmm. and and it was maybe a bit of bit of bit too much because it was. I really like a game where I know the rules so well and I know what I'm doing. So the flow is good. Mm-hmm. You yes. try to keep twenty different rule sets in one year in your mind and try to manage them all. It's it's not doable, at least with my capacity. <laughs> so. So um, it, it's that's why I think I've really focused on playing song the last couple of years. So the last couple of years, I played more song than any other games together, mm-hmm. and and it's been a good thing for my hobby. I still paint a lot, a lot of miniatures, like 500 miniatures every year, but I am I'm typically very focused, kind of like you said, that you're playing a game. And your your mind is already in the next event. But I'm, yeah. what I'm painting, I know I will play next week. Mm-hmm. And and that that that's the thing that drives me. And yeah, I, I think my blog is about it's it's both for myself. I'm documenting stuff, and obviously it's for the community here in Finland, here in Helsinki, and and with with um, I think the, one of the good things with COVID was that. The community became global with TTS. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm speaking with with uh, Brett to US. I'm I'm talking to you guys. I'm chatting with Yannick to Germany. I'm in touch with some people in 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 Asia, dealing us <laughs> back <laughs> from Singapore. And and uh, this first time ever, I think, even if I visited wargaming shows in UK and Germany, now the kind of the the, the international community has really come together. With mm-hmm. song and and I've always liked that that element of the hobby too, and I'm, I'm I'm like totally blown away that people from all over care to watch my blog and that that kind of keeps me going even if the amount of posts in the blog has has diminished a little bit. It, it used to be like fifty or so every year, and now it's it's been less, but. Um, because I'm playing more and painting more, so you need to 
and st- taking the dog out and, and, and stuff like that. So life happens, but uh, yeah, it's, it's part of it's part of the way I want to express myself, and of course, part of the way I want to tell and show the community the things I do for the hobby, which is which I really love. Yeah, I mean, so, it's it's not the first time I've been on the blog. Um, uh, I tell you now, certainly not the last time I'll be on there. <laughs> um, and you know, I I've you know, and I'll, I'll be freely admit that sometimes I would pop on and go, actually, you know, uh, this particular thing not that interested in. But then you might put a battle report up, and I'll go, actually, no, I'll see see how this goes. You know, see what it's about. Um, you know, this painting stuff there. I was not going to look through the whole post, but I was actually really interested because I quite like the bases on these models. So I've literally just scrolled through the whole post very slowly to look at all the different pictures. And yeah, there's no much. I love it. I don't have to read anything. I can just look at some pretty pictures. Hey, perfect. Um, so, you know, I, I think things like this are, are fantastic. I think it's really good that you've been doing it. Um, and you know, it's certainly very interesting. And from my perspective, it's lovely to see this kind of thing from people around the world and different communities because I get updates from Carlo when I go and play against him at the club. I get updates from our mate Dan when I go and play him at the club, which isn't every week because Dan's a flake. Um, (laughs) I'll get updates from all my other friends. But I don't get updates from everywhere. I don't get to see what Poland's doing at every given opportunity if it wasn't for the fact that they now use the stats site and talk about it at every given opportunity that they can. Um, You know, I I don't get to see what the German community's doing except for the fact that Yannick and, and... you know, Ilya will talk about it. Um, same with you. You know, I don't get to see it, and then you post stuff up. And I'm like, oh, cool! I actually get to see it now, even though I can't be there. Um, yeah. So I think it's really important. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And for myself, the hobby side of of mm-hmm. you know painting and and modeling and stuff is it's a really big part. It it's a good way to get away from the work life stress or or mm-hmm. whatever stress a person might have, and that's also one good thing about the Facebook group. People are sharing their new ideas. The look I made, like condition tokens out of these bases and, and 3D and instead of you using the stuff that comes with the game and, and my basing for the Baratheon army, it takes a lot of work to do the bases like that. But it, it's going to be a distinctive thing on a battlefield. And I really enjoy that. And I don't mind the hours I spent mm-hmm. doing that. But then... It kind of there's there's more value to the time I spent if I share it and if somebody likes it and even does the yeah. same thing. Mm-hmm. So, and and that that's the beauty of it. Yeah, we mostly paint miniatures for ourselves, but not but nowhere near entirely. You know, like you you paint it, you paint miniatures for your opponent, you paint miniatures for for exactly. for for the whole event, you you paint miniatures for the whole community especially you know like not exclusively if you're an amazing painter but especially if you are an amazing painter or amazing converter like you really can make other people happy by painting and showing your miniatures and showing off your collection showing your conversions showing cool basing showing showing your your love of the miniatures in the game so yeah i i do think it's i think it's really really important part to share everything every aspect of the game with the rest of the community and and i think their blogs are a great way to do that i think that it really the, the 
just like the the you know community but like just the um i can't quite think of the word but you know like the the shared experience that's the word i'm looking for the shared experience of people like saying oh wow yeah like i like that army oh i might paint mine like that oh that's a really cool idea that whole thing adds so much more value to everybody's game you know like being able to see Mm. other people play see seeing videos of other people play the game it's not just about like, oh, can I learn anything from this player? Can I like get some tactics? It's just enjoyable to see other people enjoying the game. And I think that that's Indeed. such an important like, part have, of growing it. We have a lot of people who are good painters in our club and really enjoy the visual part of the game and, and the hobby. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's actually one of the reasons that they give out is they say, I'm not interested in trying this game because the 2D terrain looks so lame. And I always play with 3D terrain, but compared to some other games, still, even 3D terrain on song is still pretty basic and not yeah, that I mean, visual as very, some other games. It's very functional, right? It's very much built for a purpose. It's not built to set, set an aesthetic like, scene. Well, Indeed. sorry to interrupt that very, very interesting set of things. But in case people were wondering, yes, indeed, Daniel, uh, Camille is correctly right, Doug in chat, yeah. Uh, there has literally just been a post, as of, literally right now, this is as close as to breaking um, news as we breaking can get. Uh, 2022 seasonal updates have literally just gone live. So, oh there we go. Um, shit, I was hoping to have a short episode here. <laughs> uh, what now what do we do now <laughs> um <laughs> i suppose we have a look <laughs> oh is there a list of changes there what was that master list ma- master, master change, change log, log file. file so let's have a look, have a look. oh right. hello so there you go perfect hottest, i like this hottest takes i like this um the hottest takes Wow, if people want to share this on Facebook and things like that and get everyone in here for this, this is the most ridiculous thing uh, I've ever done. Also... Guys, update. Update. There you go, Timo. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Where are we? Huh? 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 We need a new meme. Um, I had actually had one saved, just to show you this it, it, one. It, I didn't laugh loads of that meme first time around. No offence to the person who made it. But isn't the point of that meme, like, it always was? <laughs> Uh, is, isn't that the line? So, like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> this but is. Guys, of course, we uh, so, actually, I feel like that meme just got be better. Today. <laughs> Everything the about this. like, where's the update? And then it's Simon like, hey, it was always there. <laughs> um, right then, let's go for it. So, um, I'm going to go through these quickly because most of these are probably not that big a deal. Uh, Great John um had to the to the last modified we talked about the to the last change uh hidden traps modified on mirror read obviously uh, mirroring the hidden traps that we saw in the trappers in the reveal stream as well brannon hodor cost reduced from two to one yay uh what does he do again (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i've never seen him played since 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 he was everywhere, he went from literally in every single Stark army to being in no Stark armies. Yep. Uh, let's bring him back up because I haven't seen him in a while. Joffrey NCU is five points. Jog on. What the? <laughs> oh, 
he has plus one wound and the whole door uh you retreat massively and uh you lose the ability to do a wound every time you attack um yeah it's enabling uh... another, it's enabling a wolf that isn't shaggy for four points right uh rather than rick on yeah, it's probably fine yeah, yeah. it's probably probably about right um sensor changed um we know about the sensor change we saw that there's an area change and there's eddard has gone from five to six wow that's Ooh. harsh um okay. yeah so so we're still on that we're still on the stop fucking playing and to use you twats bandwagon yeah indeed let's see if they've got cards that we can have a little look at as well because obviously it doesn't tell it shows you what's changed it doesn't actually tell you what the new thing there was a print is. friendly file in a separate thing it's not a separate one it's here ah, okay this is nice right let's have a look oh god everything's the wrong how way. many pages is this mickey is it like a 100 page document the changes aren't that big by the looks of it should we go through them in factions or through the order that they appear in the list here We've already had a little look at Starks. Should we just... In order. In order that they appear. Right. So Red Priestess changed. What happened to Red Priestess? Red Priestess, melee and ranged. Each time this unit attacks, before rolling attack dice, it suffers up to two wounds. If it does, for each wound suffered, the defender becomes panic or vulnerable. Right. So you can choose to take one wound, no panic test, vulnerable, or weakened, or panicked. Two wounds, panicked and vulnerable. Um... That is a much, much, much better way of doing the wound and panic test combo that they talked about. Um, doesn't doesn't combo with uh, f- um, the Relor Faithful. Relor Faithful anymore? Yeah, Faith. It doesn't combo with Faith tokens, but yeah, okay. Uh, Red Priestess might see some use. Still, a terrible ability by comparison to Warcry. Is Warcry changing? <laughs> yeah, I mean. They haven't mentioned That's a anything. big question. And and the the uh... Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's a duelist. Well, yeah. 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 Um two wounds for two tokens. Ah, it feels like a stark mechanic. Ah. Um Guaranteed. Is guaranteed. But Warcry, like the units that you put Warcry on, it's all but guaranteed anyway. Like you pass it, you know, 75% of the time, basically. I... And you probably also benefit from the morale test too. Um, so it still feels like a bad trade by comparison to One Point Warcry. If One Point Warcry still exists, then the Red Priestesses still feel bad. I tell you what I do like this in. I really like the Red Priestess in what is now basically Lightbringers. Um Lightbringers with Red Priestess might feel a bit better because they no longer have to do the panic tests, which they're with their ship morale. Um, and it works on the ranged attacks with that double down on the panic as well. Um, so yeah, that might be might be a good combo. I do hope that Warcry changes. Despite the fact that, you know, like I use poor fellow I use poor fellows with a champion of the faith. You know, I'm not yep. saying it like, oh, I always get fucked by Warcry. I just think Warcry is too good for one point. Yeah. It just makes every other ability that generates tokens feel not good. Master Warden getting hold the line. Um, two hits and plus one hit for each remaining rank. The uh, the hold the line change. Um, that's probably worth it in terms of like for Baratheons one point attachment 
I don't know if they get picked up, um, but it is it is something that I think Baratheons have been looking forward for or forward to. Um, yeah, I prefer so, yeah. it. I, I, I'd think about taking that. I never used to take all Master Wardens. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. On of NVU point values changing. Mainly, mainly up. Melisandre down, down. Yeah, Melisandre down to five. Melisandre down to five. Good. She is. Anything that... else change about her? There's only a card point side change, so I guess I she's just the same you... ability. She's changed. Uh, she's no, changed. Nothing else shown. Mm-hmm. Axel Florent completely changed. While influencing an enemy panic uh, enemy unit, each time they fail a panic test, they become weakened. Okay, that has defensive value. While influencing an enemy unit, if they're engaged with a Relore unit, they suffer plus one wound from failing panic tests. So it's like a half Joffrey. So that's the old effect that he used to get from crowns, yep. and he lost the effect that he used to get from letters, and now... Yes. Yeah, so that's interesting. Yeah, uh, four points. Um, that has value. No, okay. Yeah, he's okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. Um, so at least three and a six. Oh, but they changed their ability. Yes. Okay. So changing it, changing their ability, we see fervent conviction. Uh, while influencing unit gains plus one morale test each time it passes a morale one in game gains one wound. That's the same thing. Once per Once game, when a friendly combat unit is destroyed instead, it remains in play. Oh, right. So necessary sacrifices no longer kills Salise and Shireen. Oh wow, that's the, that's right. Yeah, I would, I would take that for six. I think if you can fit it in the list, I would take that for six. It's, I would too. Yeah. Mm. So the Baratheons will have a lot of different ways to stay alive. Yeah, the- presuming they still keep to the last or whatever. It is called to the last, right? Yeah. Look a few pages ahead and here it comes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. We'll look at the uh, Baratheon deck now, which is giving me two copies of each, of course. Um, Jesus Christ, they've changed a lot for the... uh, At least three cards changed. Uh, Baratheon Conviction, uh, pass a morale test, restore two wounds. If you control crowns, all enemy engaged with suffer one panic test. Okay. And bags... Each enemy engaged with gains a condition token. That's a straight-up improvement over what it was, because it used to be a condition token, and if you control letters, a heal, and now it's a heal, and if you control letters, condition, or crowns, and crowns. Obvious (laughs) obvious synergy with Celis and Shireen. Yeah, definitely. Uh, With plussing uh, plussing wounds, restoring more wounds, suffering panic tests. Right, cool. Baratheon Justice. Oh, no, that's that was Baratheon Justice. They've changed Conviction completely. Yeah, Baratheon Conviction used to be the crap uh, when one, you right? pass a morale test, you attach it till you attach it until you fail a yeah. pra- panic test. Who cares? It was right? shit. And you attack it. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was shite. This is now good. Baratheon Justice, the attacker becomes vulnerable and panicked after an enemy completes an attack. Okay. And if, if crowns all letters, they also become weakened. That is actually nuts. So, after an enemy completes an attack, there's a potential that you just drop a triple token on them. That's amazing. That's 
That is actually yeah, going that's mental. A, that's, that's a strong card. Way better. Way yeah. better. It's a way better card. It's a way better effect. And it doesn't share a stacked trigger anymore. Yeah. True. And, and I think this continues the theme of, of Baratheons, that they really want to have those tactic turns. Mm-hmm. Because these cards are just so good when you have these yeah these zones under your control which is kind of when when the game is pushed towards only two ncus and and these ncus are are being so expensive mm-hmm. so i think these things are sort of balancing each other out so you you won't have three ncus that often so you really need to focus mm-hmm. on 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 getting the crown for example that's why i play a lot of this guy with shifting loyalties <laughs> who can change change this zone because and I, I he will become even more valuable mm-hmm. with these dynamics yeah whatever his name is um oh finally finally can we all please please salute the lord final strike has been fixed <laughs> um it is now after an enemy completes a melee attack for each wound the defender suffered, the attacker suffers one hit. If you control uh, crowns, so this is for the Baratheon version, the attacker suffers minus one to defense dice rolls against these hits. Uh, so it works when you're destroyed. Yes, it works when you're destroyed. It only affects melee attacks now, whereas it did actually use to any attack. So you can't get shot and then final striker. You, yeah, um, it was after an enemy completes an attack, so you could get shot at and final strike onto a unit you're engaged with. Um, whereas I think it didn't work with shooting because you needed to be engaged. Yeah, well, it, the old the old one, let's uh, go have a look at it. It doesn't say uh, you can get, if you're engaged, but you get shot at, you can use final strike from the shot um, to hurt okay. a unit's engaged with you. Um, but they fixed uh, it now, right. melee yeah. only, but it does hurt an attacker if they kill you. Which infinitely makes more sense. And yeah, all of the bad Baratheon players were complaining that it's called the final strike. How come that <laughs> doesn't work when you're when you're destroyed? <laughs> it literally was. So now, now it's now it's fixed yeah. for sure. I used to call it penultimate strike <laughs> uh, for that reason. Um, all right, let's have a look at the units then. Um, God, this update is so slow loading. So. <laughs> Oh, Trying God. to read to the last. Oh, what? So, uh, to the last has not changed. Uh, to the last is the same as it was. Uh, or has changed, sorry, but it's now the new version of the to the last. Um, Queensmen are still four moves. 764, I think, was the same as before. Three armor, five morale. I think that's an improvement of one yeah, morale. I think that's a buff. I'm pretty sure there are three six. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there were three six. Um so we've seen a 3-6 move to a 3-5. Yeah. Yep. Um, so... And Queen's Blade is Search for Barrow Conviction or Barrow Justice. Which are the new so versions. Barrow Justice is the new nasty, nasty, nasty triple, triple, threat, com, uh, triple threat token, right? Yeah. Both of the cards are now better, so that kind of immediately raises the value for... Queen's actually, yeah. this, is, this is actually way huger as well. Queen's Blade is before you're before rolling attack dice. 
so you can get use the order to get the card that gives triple token then after the attack is finished play the card that gives triple token so you can actually set up for it without having that's... to have it in hand that's insane um that is a basically that that order now might as well say that that, that <laughs> is actually i shouldn't keep jumping ahead but like yeah i know that queen's blade now for anyone listening uh, that is basically war cry from a card automatically without a morale test um but set up on your opponent's attack so it's not quite the same but uh but yeah no that's pretty good Baratheons didn't have it so now yeah. they have it with the card exactly we see King's Men have dropped uh, their King's Blade ability, and it's now part of their attack. So they lose Sundering, which is interesting. But King's Blade, before rolling attack dice, you may search your tactics card or discard pile for one Ars of the Fury card and play it or add it to your hand. So you, you now. Sundering from the card. Every time you attack, you can just play Ars of the Fury directly onto the unit on the attack. So this is a guaranteed Ars of the Fury every attack from King's Men, or. Saving it if you want to save it. I think that's maybe really and I have to paint my second unit of Kingsman. <laughs> yeah, those two units which in the box. for seven points have been widely, widely, widely kind of like crap. Two very simple changes there, but strong ones. Uh, I think they're going to be good units. Um, Thornwatch and Lightbringers both dropping to six points. Lightbringers at six. Pretty amazing. Oh. <laughs> Okay. And no changes to their rules, just a reduction in just price. Start. I was playing, I was playing uh, Lightbringers all the time already now. Yeah. Now I can play too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, ba ba barras, barras are, barras are back. I say back. They they were never there. Barras have they arrived. They were never there, but now here they are. <laughs> yeah. Stannis has finally amazing. arrived. There's some good changes there. Um, I've had to flip it all around. Uh, what champions of the stag? Uh, we already uh, it was, saw it, right? Yeah, um, it was the vulnerable token on engaged, which makes them a little bit better, maybe now. But I still think they're shite. I still don't think the champions of the stag have seen enough of a change to warrant uh, anything else. Uh, okay, looking at the free folk next. We're just going through them in card order. Warus Clan Chieftain has gained resilience. He already had resilience, but he's also gained Iron Resolve. He's still a two-point attachment. I'm still questioning whether I take that for two. Um, but... Oh, jog on. What? Looking amazing for two. What? I resolve... He had resilience for two already. He just gained an entire ability, like, pretty much a one-point ability, questionable at, like, you, you know, and not, it's not even one of the half-point abilities. It's mm -hmm. definitely better than that. Yeah, but... I, I mean, mean, unless... Unless... Unless your attachments across the whole board have been massively improved... And that's a really big buff. And it is, but he was basically very worthwhile. He's basically unplayable before, though, right? That was the problem. Just resilience for two points was awful. Um, and I mean, what he does here with the minus one wound from failing panic tests is only offsetting the raider unit by, by five back to point base. raiders. Five point raiders with resilience, I reckon, can outfight a lot of five point units. But do you think it's better than Tormund? Five point well, one. He has war cry, so the answer is no. <laughs> well, there you go, exactly. <laughs> uh, and there's only one torment. I know, I know. Uh, that's the problem, though. Is he's. Com I guess what he does is he now competes with those rather than just being objectively shite. Um, 
Chosen of Steer, go down fighting. Yeah, go down fighting's fine. Yeah, free wounds, not complaining there. Final Strikers changed to be the same as the Baratheon one, and the Weeper's gone down to one point, which is good. Of all the character attachments, he was not worth two. I think he might be very good at one. Um, maybe too good. We'll see. Jesse says that Old Guard Captain wasn't taken at one, and Iron Resolve is not worth one. He's still mayor. But Resilience isn't a one-point ability. Mm -hmm. It's difficult. I don't know how to process that quite yet. I don't know how to process most of this just yet. Um, Free Folk Trappers have got the new hidden traps, and apart from that, are unchanged. Um, War Mammoth. Okay. It no longer tramples. Really? Thank fuck. What does Rampage do? So, it's just his crit, crit blow and sundering on six dice on fours. And before rolling attack dice, the defender becomes panicked. Interesting. That's, that's, that's a powerful attack. That's decent. Um, only two wounds maximum from failing panic. So it's got the same as the giant thing on failed panic tests. And... When this unit is destroyed, before being removed, target one enemy engaged with it, they suffer D3 wounds. So it has a D3 automatic... Final rumble, you know. Yeah, final kind of like sway. Um, three armor, six like... morale. <laughs> the, old fan the old fantasy giants temp giant template. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, for six points, maybe. I'm tempted by those war mammoths, maybe. Mm. Yeah. Um, wounds. Yeah. They're, they're tanky boys. 3 plus still. 3 plus save is good uh, for free folk. Um, let's have a look at Savage Giants. So we've got 4 armor, 5 morale. Furious Swing is the same. but No, it's... you gained Vicious. It was already known that they gained Vicious. That was the only change, though. Mm. That... That's the only change. I still feel shit. Was there morale 5 plus before? Or did that change? I think it was five. I'll double check. I'm pretty sure it was five. It might have been six now I think about it. But um, it might have been four plus. It was four plus many moons ago. Yeah, it's five in since twenty twenty one. Um cool. I'm not convinced vicious is enough. Yeah, well. We'll see. We'll I, see. I I won't I won't cry a tear over giant spam not being a thing. I don't want giant spam no. to be a thing. I don't want that to be an army. It's a horrible skew army, particularly since they became so morale resistant. Like, mm -hmm. I'd rather they're on the low end of low end of good. Yeah, completely agree. But that's just me. Spearwives have lost the plus one automatic hit for each rank, and instead have vulnerable on the charge. Um, I think probably a reasonable change. That was, um, that was certainly expected. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's fine. I don't. I'm really pleased about that. I don't know if I still take them for six. Probably do. I probably for still six. take them. Five. So, sorry, five, for five points. points. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know if I still take them for five. I probably do. Um, uh, they're still a good unit for five points. Yeah. Yeah, and you're getting the vulnerable. So the problem with the vulnerable is it actually counter synergizes with the likes of Warcry now. So you are less well. You can war cry into using the vulnerable on the shot of the attack rather than on the charge, and then you charge and use the vulnerable when you charge. 
um, because you get it again. So, uh, but you're you only going to generate a couple of hits, so vulnerable is not that much use on that shot. Yes, so. it it pushes through maybe one extra wound, maybe um, per attack. I mean, I still think that ten attacks and uh, probably two panic tests. So yeah, it's still a pretty good five point unit. Yeah, I I I still think that opening with a swords charge is still an amazingly important tech piece. Yeah. Indeed. Particularly in an army that has no long range, so they can't just like take it with a long range archer unit. Um, I think that it's absolutely right that that five point unit isn't just one shotting like seven point units. Agreed. At, exactly. at the same time, at the same time as good. being an amazingly useful um, denial piece. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, so spearwife change, I think, is positive. Um, I would have liked. Obviously, we've got hold the line on Thens. I think my only wish list item is I would have liked a way of doing auto hits that wasn't hold the line, maybe, or wasn't on just fens, maybe an attachment. And the reason I say that is uh, everything hitting at four plus kind of forces you to play into this raid leader to get the three plus extra dice mechanic. And I don't like that it forces you to play down that route. I would have liked them to have an alternate. Now, that doesn't mean we should have an attachment that gives you plus one hit per ranks. But maybe having something like an auto wound that like we don't have expert duelist at all. Um, so there's no ever way of guaranteeing anything in free folk anymore, um, which is a bit of a shame. Uh, except hold the line, which eh, it's not quite the same. Um, yeah, fens are as seen, so no changes there. Um, yeah, they still haven't fixed taunt. So is that um, no free folk NCU changes at all? Nope. No free folk deck changes at all? No. We are... We'll come on to it. We're going to have a problem. I'm calling it now. We're going to have a massive issue. Yeah, I mean... N-line... Uh, yeah? final strike. Yeah, the same as oh. the uh, Brathian now, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, Wait, so has their final strike changed or not? Yes, it's the it same is. as the Brathian one, but it's long yeah. range of steer rather than oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, Endline says that, uh, I mean, says that NCUs can't pass. Yep. Which means Brilliant. that. So, like, Mance, Mance is... is the only fucking commander then. Yeah. And Mance, and Mance is, is absolutely bonkers broken. You yep. literally cannot play a solo against Mance or you will just lose. Yep. 100%. We, uh, we need a clarification <laughs> on that, like, straight I'm away. I'm not going to mince my words on that. Fucking idiots who do not understand their own game. That's... They didn't need to change that rule. This is the this is always the fear, right? Like so far, every single unit change that they've made, every tactics card change, I'm like, cool, yeah, I'm on board with it, right? It wasn't a great thing, and now you've made it better. Then they just come in with this idea that they need to change something because they don't like the way something's played, and they have no idea of the ramifications of what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, we'll get there to double check what the wording is and how they say it, but yeah, um, that has me worried a lot. Um, right, let's have a look at the uh, the old. Oh, we're gonna have to go round in a circle a little bit. 
if you're watching this live, I apologize for giving you headaches. Um, so we've got guard captains with hold the line. We knew that one. Uh, all three different variants of the picture. They feel like they need to update, which is kind of obvious. Uh, Boris Blout. Um, after this unit is attacked with a melee attack, if you control crowns, the attacker suffers one wound plus one wound for each destroyed rank of that unit. Is that changed, Carlo? You might know this one. Mm -hmm. He definitely didn't have that. Didn't he used to give you a reroll to your saves or something? Um... Oh, no, it's just the attacker's offers one wound for each of these units destroyed ranks. So it gives you plus one plus. They've just increased right. the damage by one. That's okay. I don't think I'll ever play him. I don't know. Uh, might be really good against mammoths and giants if they become a thing. Um, sure. Joffrey for five. Uh, but you no longer place a panic token. So there's no negative That's side That's the only change. Yeah. Yeah. I can understand. Like I can understand why. Um, I can understand very much why this change has happened. I don't know if this was the problem in Lannister. Um, well, the, the synergies were were so obvious and so easy. Yeah. So I guess they saw Joffrey being almost an auto include in well, many many I mean, Lannister army builds. But all it uh, does is it... you might be jumping the gun, right? But like, I don't think I used him a lot because I do like him. Like, I I will admit that I like him as my favorite preference over the choice of, well, shall we say at least old Littlefinger can achieve almost identical things, right? Because on all the rounds that matters, Littlefinger can just say I control crowns because I want to. And also another option, High Sparrow. If High Sparrow is still at four, and he is the alternative. You probably run one or the other because you can't double down the influence on a single unit. I do not think that he was a candidate to go to five myself. I think that that's just pushed him from being the most marginally mid to best four-pointer available to Lannisters. I wouldn't have even said he was the best four-pointer to now just being not a good NCU, assuming the next page isn't also full of four-point NCU nerfs. Yeah. Um... That's the only change to, to Lannister NCUs. Yeah, this is the only change. That's, the... that's silly. That's silly because he wasn't the best NCU that they had. Pycelle is still very good, for example. Like... High Cell, High Sparrow, absolutely great choices. In your neutral category, Tycho, Littlefinger, also amazing choices. <laughs> Lannister, Crossbowman, are we ready, boys? Maybe the day of Joff Crossbowman has begun. Six dice, hitting on threes Hit on three. at long range. And everything else three. is the same. Yeah. Four armor, seven morale. Um, hitting on threes is all they probably needed. It really is probably yeah. just... All they needed. Uh, we've fine. seen the mountains men change before, um, so that's not but a problem. The land's ability is quite interesting here. Yes. So when charging, rolls plus two attack dice for each remaining rank in this unit. Holy mother of God! This is big. Lance cavalry. Dice. Yes. For each remaining rank. So four plus four. So you're rolling ten they are, dice. They are, on they are rolling ten, ten dice on charge. Okay, so hits. 
what what's really important is whether or not you can give crit blow off of that effectively, right? That's the important part. So I think that's a huge buff to Tully Cavaliers. I feel that that's not a huge buff to Knights of Ghastly Rock. Um, I mean, it is. It is. (laughs) On the charge, you're still most of the time going to be gaining, you know, like three point some hits, right? But like there are lots of ways to take away charge rerolls. There's lots of things that mean that that is actually two point something hits, right? Don't forget, we used to say... Plus two hits was not worth happening. having. Plus four attacks is like plus three hits. I think, I Maybe the, your I think three the plus difference... with the re-rolls makes that higher, but three plus without a re-roll is less than three hits. I think the right? big difference here, though, and this is a very important difference, is it's not the average result that's going to be the problem. It's the spike damage result. That's that's the issue. Is that if it spikes and you well, get that's ten why, hits, that's why I still think that crit blow is, crit blow is the issue. Yeah, and I mean I really can't remember off the top of my head, but I think that Tully Cavaliers are going to have very easy access to a crit blow. Right? I, I forget exactly I which card, so. but I'm sure that start cards give it, and now they don't sacrifice wounds to do so. I'm more nervous about Tully Cavaliers being the new meta than Knights of Ghastly Rock. I don't think any cards give crit blow directly um maybe Roderick? no i don't think they have any cards that give crit blow in uh nothing in the basic deck at least yeah nothing in the basic deck um hang on i'm just double checking do you want to know what does give crit blow dario Um... fucking naharis reckless strikes on commander cards so are we going to see dario naharis with lance cavalry just literally one-shotting things off the board constantly like Mm. yeah i do i do think nance castor are good like let's not you know i'm not i just i'm actually i'm trying to think about the wider lance change and who got the best of it and if you can't buff their buff their attack with other keywords then i think you're not making the most of your plus four dice yeah um red cloaks have changed they have lost three plus to hit they now hit on fours um everything else is unchanged um i don't i think that that's okay uh, yeah. i actually would have liked um i would have liked lannister justice to just become an order but yeah this next one is massive. Poor fellows are now six armor, six morale. Um, everything else is the same. So fanatical zeal is the same. And zealous resurgence is now, if it spends a faith token, it heals two. It doesn't gain plus for missing ranks. I think that's a double hit for poor fellows. And I think that almost moves them into a bracket where the only reason they'll see players because they're four points rather than... Yeah because they're actually worth it. Yeah, um, I think they're really an actively bad unit now. Um, it's combined uh, with the fact that, that you, don't, you don't use them as commander bunkers to sit in the back anymore. Exactly. This is just yeah. an objective but, but, holder. But, this is literally an objective holder that you pick one of in a list because you need a four-point activation that can just sit on an exactly. objective in something like Game of Thrones and score points. Uh, you don't need to spam them anymore. And no. Spam, not... Nothing to spend it, that's a good thing. Yeah. 
yeah, to some extent. I, I agree. I agree with the people in the chat. Mm-hmm. As sad as I am to admit it, it's probably what a four-point unit should be. Um, I'll be absolutely fine with it, so long as other four-point units are equivalently bad. Yeah. Because I might even maybe still pick one of them if it like allows me to... So, I mean, I'm sure loads of people have seen, you know, my discussion on Lannister list building, which was that I always began with multiple poor fellows. I told you that they were too good and they were too too much of a staple of the list. But now, if that one point gets me something that it previously didn't get me, Tycho's at five, um, then I might go for it. Theon's free, I guess. Yeah. Yes, yeah. no? Yeah. Um, I Come on, talk about what you're talking about. We'll get onto these in no, a second. No, no, no. If that one point change does get me something, I might downgrade something. Like, I might downgrade to take that four-point unit. But um, I, I think that they are not a good unit at four points, right? Like, they are so now in the realms that other people can just run in and, and absolutely murder them, absolutely one-shot them. Their, their, their strength was the fact that their their morale was very good, and that made them very resistant to damage. And now you've lost all of your combinations. Warcry is no longer a good value on them um, because it's just not a very uh, reliable test anymore. Um, I, I, yeah, they're just... They're not a good unit, and that's actually probably a good look because four-point units shouldn't be good units. Um, I really, really hope that like Greyjoy archers and trappers are no longer good four-point units. We'll get to those in due course, I'm sure. Timo, uh... it's going to be five points, so that's <laughs> yeah. The, well... the whole whole four-point scene is going to be shaking quite a bit now, which is good. It is. I think it's good. Uh, interesting uh, change here. Cutthroats. Um... Not receiving any change except moving for, uh, to a 3 plus to hit on a 5 point unit. I think, I think that's good value. That's a good value. Yeah. Cutthroat's vicious with 3 plus to hit 7 dice. Like, okay, the defensive stats on Cutthroat's have never been good, but that's actually moving Cutthroat's basically back to where they were pre nerf um, or close to it. So, Cutthroat's might it's more or less the same. Same thing as what happening with the stock swan swords. So they are like, they are now redeemed. Mm-hmm. Back from the oblivion. Yep. <laughs> uh, Bloody mummers we saw get changed as well. They're going down to three plus to hit. And Bloody Mama's horse riders at six points. Six points. Uh, awesome like, uh, we cost six now. Like have cost six. Uh, they could be pretty good at six. Yeah, they might be. Um, I will certainly play with them. Good. Uh, Theon at nil, good. I don't know why he cost... I, I think I know why he cost one, because they didn't want free attachments, and then it was really stupid that he cost one because no one took him. Um, it, yeah, yep. and much-needed change for... Uh, just Ramsay Commander alone was... Ramsay's shite. And Ramsay's shite, exactly. <laughs> Tycho... That's what I learned on Friday. Ramsay is shite. <laughs> Ramsay is shite. Tycho at five... Ramsay is mental. Ramsay is mental, yeah. <laughs> Tycho at five. Is this going to solve the Tycho problem? Lazy. Lazy. Lazy, 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 lazy design. Uh, what I'm thinking, seeing the point values of these neutral units going down and their stats being improved, except Tycho, 
I would really w want to see the implementation of that you can only have 10% neutrals. That would be really good. 25%, 10 points, I assume. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, not yeah. 10%. <laughs> You're allowed 4 no, no, point points neutrals in your 40-point army team. <laughs> oh, cool. 10, 10 points out of 40. <laughs> that equals 25, correct. <laughs> hey, I'd love it if no one could buy Tyco if you weren't a neutral. That might make neutrals actually balanced. <laughs> but yeah, no... That is um, Tycho at five, uh, very interesting indeed. Uh, I don't think it solves the problem at all, to be honest. Oh, yeah, Samplier. Clegane Brigands, come on, man. Every light cavalry got made six. Well, Clegane Brigands are probably too good. With, with, <laughs> with, a Knight, with the Knights of Castle Rock buff, they went from never played to never in a million years being considered being played yeah don't even bother buying them yeah kind of yeah all right are we ready for the big one yeah it's the night's one i saw awful card the changes first of all relentless melee, <laughs> melee or maneuver action um night's watch the relentless order just changing to melee and maneuver we have lost the range attack option no other change Still to watch captain. Corin amazing point attachment. Yep. Corin half hand uh, coming in with battle scars, which is the ability that we saw on uh, Belwas and someone else. I always forget someone. Uh, I think in Baratheon, I think had it. Um, but yeah, battle scars coming in. Um, sure, and go down fighting. Sure. Dual uh, Mormon. Very, very, very thematic. Very thematic. Uh, how much does Corin cost? Two, I think. Point? Two? I think he's two. Let's he must check. be two. Although, I mean, like they get they get two. ridiculous abilities for one point on their attachments in the past. So, yeah, he's two oh, point. Yeah. He had two point. to the last and go down fighting. So he's got rid of to the last. Oh, and thank God they didn't get to the last. New to the last would have been a nightmare. Right Bonkers. then, let's go through this. This is the big one. Um, jaw. Mormont. Each time Jaw yeah. claims a zone, you may target two friendly Night's Watch combat units in long range of each other. Move one friendly attached ta tactics card from one of these units to the other. So you have to move tactics cards, and they have to be in long range. Once per game, when Jaw claims a zone, you may replace that zone effect with take one tactics card that can be attached to a unit from your discard pile and attach it to a friendly Night's Watch unit. So you can no longer just dig cards from the deck it's a one per time ability and it only goes into the discards. That's a huge nerf. Absolutely huge. Um and very much needed. Yeah. Yeah. Very much needed. Um for the can watch. I, can I just yeah? check? Can I just check? Is he allowed to claim a zone if you can't fulfill the first part? Yes. It says you may target two friendly combat units. You may target. You don't have to. Yeah, because he used to say must, right? Well, he didn't say may. He didn't well, actually say he must. He didn't say must. You, you must pick one of two abilities. Yeah. The past thing. Mm -hmm. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Um, good, good, good. For the watch, I've seen a change. I, I would still play him. I would still play him, but now it's like, it's not ridiculous anymore. Yeah, no, he's not stupid. That the one-time effect is only from the discard pile and not from the deck is 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 exactly. the hugest nerf. Plus, it's a one-time only thing. So yeah, uh, that he stayed at four points. You know, he's still very playable. Yeah. Uh, West Coast. How did Theon change? He went down to zero points. No other changes. 
Um, for the watch, target one friendly combat unit. It may re-roll any charge distance dice this turn if this targeted a knight's watch unit. Attach it to the end of the game. While attached, each time you target this zone with the horse zone, you replace it with a charge action. So for the watch has lost sword and horse targeting and is now only horse targeting. Much more palatable for me. Uh, a much, much better change, I think, overall. Um, slightly less it's a change. I still think that it's a very powerful card. Yes, it is. Though that you can't jor it onto a unit at the start of the game is also just like you mean like that's going to be a repeated thing. Like that you can't just grab it. You know, <laughs> yeah, you can't just be like guaranteed. I have it. Uh, is very important. I still think it's a very powerful, very very powerful card. I still think that John's a very powerful commander. Uh, are we going to see um, Bowen Marsh now replace Jor in the lists for card draw? Possibly. I think we will. Yeah, now there's a function for him again because you really need to dig for these cards. You can. There's no ultimate anymore with your. I don't you, like you this. You can't run run uh, Nightwatch with autopilot anymore. No. One of our players said. Honed enhancement when a friendly unit is performing an attack before rolling attack dice. This attack gains oh. plus one to hits. One. Okay, I was like. I was like, how the fuck did this card get buffed? <laughs> yeah, like... what, what is the change? They have changed it so you no longer yeah. have to control bags to get the plus one dice, but you have to be a builder unit, and you get plus one to it automatically, but it is not an attached card. It only works one time for only. one attack, and there's no way well, to get then. it back from the discard in Night's Watch. I think that's acceptable yep um i'm still nervous about their other card um the weekend serrated enhancement we can serrated sure. is it was not as good a as good a card um but overall obviously they've lost the crossbow relentless unit but i still think that um personally i still think that rangers relentless or even you know swan brothers relentless are very very powerful options um, it's a step in the right direction. That's that, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What I see here with Nightwatch is that this. I think this is a good enough or moderate enough nerf. It's not even close as dramatic what happened with Starks. Yeah. With, when the 2021 was launched, I think this is this is moderate. This is good. It's it's definitely a good thing, but it's not too much. They, they say uh, they say they say it's on the next page. Sorry, it's on the next page, which is cool. Oh, is it? <laughs> right, cool. We'll move down then, and we will see. Uh, <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah! Conscripts are five. Right there, you go. I, I know. I normally say that points change values are lazy, but I do actually believe that conscripts at five, at five is fine. I would rather conscripts went to five rather than they got the poor fellow treatment and became dog shit at four, uh, because you just can't you can't make supply aid work at four points. Um, yeah. Did they lose any? Is, is it just that? No other changes just to them. Point, just point while you change. I think that they're still very powerful at five. Yeah, I still think yeah. they could. How good they were at four. I'm not gonna say. I'm not saying they're gonna be in everybody's lists that they're the, the, the defining thing of Night's Watch or anything. But I think they will still be played at five. That is how powerful they were at four. So I'm gonna throw it out there. I really, really like the change 
purely because it means they're going to lower their activation count by just one or two which means they're not running stupid fucking nine activation or even more builds which make those ridiculously high quality units even better they're going to have to come down to something like an eight build or a set you know an eight or a seven build and we are absolutely rolling in that uh, an eight or a seven build is great um build a crossbowman have also changed yes six morale yes finally that's a, good, that's a good change yeah that's, that's exactly what change, we asked yeah. for that's their only change yeah, yeah. that yeah. plus relentless plus yeah it makes them yeah yeah it, sure. but the, the whole point is that the crossbowmen they weren't on their own broken no mm-hmm. it was the com- combination of everything exactly that was broken and so making Look, I'm, small changes i am going to be controversial here though come again uh, I, I'm trying to. I'm trying to work out how to phrase it. They were the most dominant thing in the last edition, right? That yeah. is an incredibly minor nerf, but the nerf to all the things around them exactly. means that crossbowmen will never see play anymore because crossbowmen were never the problem. The problem Maybe. was awful cards. The problem was watch captain. The problem was jail. Mm-hmm. All three of things, and and the problem was conscripts healing them again, right? Exactly. All of those things just got nerfed. Holy right? shit! Now, now the problem shifts to ranger hunters, swarm brothers. So someone pointed out in chat that's not even the worst. This is game over for them. Ready aimed fire, ready aimed release now uses its lowest attack die value. Yeah, that's that's huge. Oh, uh, rip! Yeah. That actually is a fair... If they kept... like That's actually fair. Using four dice is actually just fair. And it was a ridiculous thing that they used the massive... But that... Yeah. That's huge. Um, serrated has changed as well. You gain vicious... On... Just, just to labor on it. Yeah. Personally, I'm glad that they moved from five to six morale. Because ranged units with the same morale as everybody else is annoying and just non-thematic and doesn't match every that, other that list definitely non-thematic yeah, yeah. They, they are like not frontline fighters with model five but i don't i don't quite agree with you carlo that they would not see play because you don't agree this, this is not a, still a relevant toolkit in in uh, nightwatch arsenal it is still a long-range shooting weapon hitting on three plus and thundering that's still good the question is, are Scorpions for five points okay. just achieving the job better? This is the thing. This is the thing that I think that loads of people ignored about Night's Watch. If you compare that unit in isolation to, say, Lannister Crossbowmen, which have now been buffed, right, you would say, yes, that's a fine seven-point unit. Like, And if you compare it to the upcoming eight-point, uh, you know... Um, Golden, Company Golden Crossbowmen. Crossbowmen. You're like, hey, that's a great buy. That's a great unit, right? But... In the mix of the seven-point units that Night's Watch can buy, well, that's true, yeah. they're not good. Ranger Hunters, Swarm Brothers, and Veterans of the Watch are all so much more powerful. Now, now they are. In the past, there were so many ways to make crossbowmen just like unbeatable. Everybody who was playing top-tier lists, everybody who really understood list building, everybody who was really playing the game at a high level wasn't using the other units. Now they're just going to shift 
and they're going to use those other units. I think the nerf to John isn't huge. John, Hunters, is still going to be a massive thing. I worry about possible Benjin Hunters. Uh, you know, I, I still think the Night's Watch are going to be a very, very powerful faction. It, it said in a well, a little bit more elite, I think. True, true. You can the change guarantee. to crossbowman is by far the biggest one, and I think that you will have to be a far more skilled player to play Night's Watch well now. You actually have to actively yeah. go out there and win the game, whereas Othel crossbows, they just turn up, stand in the middle of the field and blast everything, and they're just like, I don't really interact with the game mode, I don't really interact with most of the rules of the game because I never charge, I don't care about positioning, I don't care about this, I don't care about that. I think that it's a large, large improvement. I do still say, guys, watch out for the Night's Watch. They're still got a real undercurrent of incredibly powerful things. And I still think that Night's Watch Captain is an amazing buy at three points. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I am really, really tempted to play Night's Watch in the coming tournament now. Yeah, because I've I've been kind of avo avoiding playing it recently over the last six months or so because yeah because you know yeah. I I I think that they're a challenge worth taking on now. Uh, I th I think that that they're still a tournament winning worthy army. Absolutely, but but I think this. Let's look at the big picture. Baratheons improving quite a lot. Starks improving quite a lot. Nightwatch being nerfed quite a lot. So they're all coming closer to one another mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's what we're looking for balance yes i i do agree i absolutely agree uh, the, the i'm i'm excited nervous about how good barras might be <laughs> like like maybe maybe i'm just kidding myself but that was some real real buffs buffs to the deck buffs to their important units i mean there was no points saves so you know like you know, it, it's still it's still a tough. I it's don't know. Still a tough list build. Dawn watch. Still most okay. Uh, <laughs> light like bringers. Yeah. Light bringers. Light bringers. One's quite significant. Um, yeah. yeah, I'll agree with that. Maybe you might look to play in. Um, I'm getting way off track. Let's carry on. Let's carry on. Yeah. Cool. Serrated enhancement one, has seen the same change. Sorry, one, Go on. One one more thing that plays to other factions, and you know, in, in, in a way, it's kind of nerfed to Nightwatch, is that we saw those neutral units becoming better yes mm -hmm. and there's still i as a nightwatch player i still wouldn't take them mm -hmm. no um we'll come back to neutrals i don't know about a change i was expecting so we'll see um what's going to happen there um we're on to starks now we already know the stark changes we have already covered it but just as a recap obviously great john umber has changed as has uh mira she's changed to the new hidden traps and hodor's dropped to a point Eddard Stark went up to six points, stayed the same. Sansa has the new change that we saw last week, so a recap there. When she activates, she takes a tactics guard from your discard pile to your hand, and when she takes a zone, she can return a tactics guard to your hand as a replace effect. Arya Stark has a new ability. Uh, Arya begins the game with two order tokens on her. At the start of an enemy turn, you may remove one order token from Arya if you do. Target one friendly infantry unit, it performs a maneuver or a retreat. So that is two maneuvers or retreats on a stick at the start of your friendly enemy turn. I liked Arya as she was, although I do think she was incredibly niche. I think she had to have a space in the list. 
that ability that she basically had twice in a game rather than once, I love it. I absolutely love it. I think it's exactly what Starks might might want. I think that's powerful. I think it's, yeah, and still with Arya, you need to know what you're doing. Yeah. True. Do you know why True. I like it? You can make a final round charge against your opponent knowing that they're going first into the next round, so Swords is open, and then you can pop Arya for a free retreat out, and you you screw up their turn sequence for that round. Um, and, you know, Starks like the Swords for things like charges and stuff, so you force a bad set of plays for your opponent. Um, potentially, I, I as just a simple example of how to use her, um, I, I like Arya. I like Arya's change. Um, yeah. Double Aria. I think both with Samsa and Aria now, now there's more variety in choosing NCUs for Starks. Yeah. I don't know if Sansa's going to see play based on the conversation we had last yeah. week over Aria. I think you pick Aria first. Yeah. I think Sansa's still very heavily, you know, like the fourth best NCU. Mm. I think that Eddard's been a bit hard done by at six. Yeah. I do think that he was a very good five point NCU, which are rare. Um, again, I would have preferred maybe for him to go down to three tokens or something like that rather than up to six points. But, you know, we all know that I'm very point cost change averse and high NCU cost averse. I I I, I don't know. I, I probably wouldn't buy him at six uh, myself, but I don't really play Starks, so not my problem. Yeah. Uh, it to be seen. He was like the only light in the darkness, him and Caitlyn. Yeah. So, yeah. Didn't need this, but maybe the the Starks are winning overall quite a lot, so... Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Okay. Um, right. The other star change we saw uh, was Berserker Tactics. We didn't actually mention this one last week, but um, Berserker Tactics now gives a... Uh, you suffer wounds and the opponent takes one plus that many wounds on the attack, which is massive. Um, that is massive. Great. That's it auto is a wound. huge combination. You deal four auto wounds. Yes. So remember those Tully Cavaliers we just talked about? Yeah. This was yeah. Tully Cavaliers. Plus four auto wounds or... Uh, yeah, it's just any melee attack after rolling dice so you even get to know how many hits you got yep. but I mean really like we're talking about uh, giants <laughs> yeah literally giants are unplayable Four, please. yeah bye bye uh, or you know those kind of things I think that Great John is amazing I think Great John might be the new best commander in Starks especially with Arya yeah. for free maneuvers and retreats you can be really well, fucking let's, risky let, let's wait to see Eddard's Donner Guard because why? Surely they're amazing. I don't think so. Uh, let's have a look at the units then. Um, we see... Just one comment, guys. Go on. If we look at both Northern Ferocity and Berserker Tactics, they are sitting here next to one another. Before rolling attack dice, and after. You, you make your attack vicious. And if the enemy would fail their panic test, they will take two extra wounds. And then you roll your attack dice then you pay Berserker Tactics, yeah. and, and they become panicked. So you're guaranteed huge number of automatic wounds Absolutely. and an automatic panic test on Vicious with the panic token. That this will is, only... this is a unit killer. 
that will only work with umber units um so you can't use it with the tully cavaliers in the same way but i think it turns anything in the game either great john's unit berserkers on last rank or or catlin infected um even great axes maybe we'll see there um or tully cavaliers it turns them all into one shot material yeah Um, yeah the stark one shot is absolutely back yeah absolutely 100 yeah yeah wow okay Great axes have not had a change to the points or any abilities outside of Executioner's Fury. Um, they have Sundering, and enemies suffer an additional minus one to defense rolls for each of this unit's destroyed ranks. So, yeah, really popping up heavy armored units. That's yeah. like ultra Sundering. Ultra Sundering. We had uh, we had Giga Vicious, right? Uh, from the uh, from the Flayed Men, and now we've got Ultra Sundering on House of the Great Axis. Super Sundering, Super Sunder, Super Sunder. There we go. Calling it here first, the Super Sunder. Um, terminology here. I know, right? So you can you can minus three somebody if you attack on your last ranks. Yeah. Did they get a morale buff as well? No, they say the same on no. five. That's what I was just. They're already five. Yeah, everything else is the same. Oh no! Actually, um, plus one dice on last rank. They used to be seven six four. They're now seven six five. Yep. Wow. They're okay. And Caitlyn is still golden. Yep. So yep. so so golden. I I think it would be viable with these stocks to play both Caitlyn and then second Hakar. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Um, Edar's honor guard at. We assume still uh, no points change, so six, and it gained yeah. the Winter's Bite ability, so same as Dark Sworn Swords. Um, the only other change to... Well, they already hit on threes, so now Eddard. they hit on twos. Yeah. Let's have a look at the Eddard Honor Guard old one. Uh, it was a 7-6-4. These are 7-6-5, so they gained plus one dice on last rank. Subtle change, not hugely. Uh, no other changes there, so just... One extra dice on last rank and the new Winter's Bite. Um, Which is an amazing ability, giving you crit blow, plus one to hit, and re-roll to hit, right? Yep. Yeah, re-roll to hit on last rank. It's amazing. Every attack. Mm-hmm. Yep. There. And six, six points, armor save, three plus. Yeah. Three armor, six, six morale, it's a good unit. For six points, I think Eddard might be another commander you'd pick. I mean, I like the fact that we're pick, we're looking at commanders now thinking actually they're worth picking in the list. Um, exactly. Which is better than nothing. Uh, the, yep. That unit makes me makes the Kingsguard look sad. Yeah. And, and Edard cards make Joffrey look like a like a piece of crap. Yeah. Gone are the days of sorry, Joffrey. I can't be really sorry for Lannisters. <laughs> <laughs> You're not invited back, no. Timu. <laughs> <laughs> I like so having, <laughs> I like having not a Lannister <laughs> player here. Um, we've got Tully Cavaliers uh, also get the new Lance, so Sundering and plus two attack dice for each remaining rank. Um, I know we, we briefly mentioned it before. Uh, the House Tully Cavaliers are going to be uh, a menace in a great John list. I they're gonna be they're gonna be killing shit left, right, and center. Left, I don't understand. Right I don't quite understand how you can give a unit uh, Sundering on 10 dice on the charge on threes that does four automatic wounds potentially. Okay, it's a trade, but I mean, yes. 
you you make that trade. <laughs> like that's obvious. You set this up with a war cry from She Bears. That is like legitimately like a dead unit every time it charges. Yeah. And that's why you might you, use Sansa. Fuck it. You'd you'd take Sansa just so you could get Berserker tactics back, just so you could sacrifice more wounds, just so you could burn more units. Like actually legit take Sansa in a great John list. Just just for that. Like I I think Berserker tactics should be on an infantry unit only. But it's not. It's not. Is this the new offal? We'll see. <laughs> uh, at least they can't get to high activations. It is not. It's not. No. Because it's a hyper-aggressive play style. It's very technical. It's very trading. Uh, it's just very, very dangerous. Hey, hey, hey. Guess what? Both sides. Final strike works against this, at least. <laughs> you can finally Ooh. final strike. Yo, you just did 12 wounds? Fuck you. <laughs> um... <laughs> Indeed. Minus uh, one to your face. But, and you'd have taken three wounds automatically for Berserker Tactics. So actually, that's, yeah, wow. Okay, um, we'll move on to Targaryens. We're racing through these because we've got so much to cover. This is only okay, but a part. Can we, just, can we just take a moment to mourn the fact that fucking Mormont Veteran is still hardened for one point and hardened still does what it does? Yep. Fuck! <laughs> That's bad. Yeah. Like, and also, the reason... Also, we didn't see any... Yeah, go on, TV. And also, we didn't see the change for Expert Duelist, which I did expect quite a bit. Yeah, Expert's not changed one bit. Me and Carlo mm -hmm. don't think it needed to, but I think that, like, it's obviously a problem. Um, community hate it. The community hate it, yeah. Um... I mean, as long as Harden still exists for one point, then Expert Duelist has to remain in the game. Yeah. I think that Mormont Sworn Swords might be really, really nasty. Whether or not they're significantly more nasty than the current Mormont Berserkers is questionable. But Hardened on a 4-plus unit is pretty crazy. Yeah. I uh, come on! It's it, how do you not understand that hardened is stupidly powerful? How do you not understand that you need to tackle hardened? I, I'm lost there. Well, then you know there, there needs to be something for the next update too. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So it's it, it's the hardened meta for the next year. Do you know what the cool thing is, Carlo? <laughs> Do you know what the really cool thing is? Has it been so far already? <laughs> no, because it because it was just it was just crossbow met like crossbows could get through hardened right. So as long as hardened yeah, as long as the crossbows exist, the value of hardened wasn't hugely exposed because it would still lose to it because they could generate so many hits now. Admittedly, they have upped the damage on a few things. That means that some people might be able to push through Hardened. But honestly, guys, Starks could really, really genuinely be top tier here now. Yeah, um, I'm thinking they have, Starks are going to be top three for sure. Yeah, they have incredible sustain. And just the changes to Great John alone mean that they also have a very dangerous burst option too. Can I just um, point out, Carlo, on that burst option just to like really finish this thought off? They're one of the few factions who straight up have a solution to Hardened because they can just go, and four auto wounds, yeah. you're dead. 
Like, they actually are one of the few factions in the game right now who don't care about Hardened. It's actually irrelevant to them with the Great John List builds. Um, yeah, I agree. It's a problem. Maybe. Yeah. Um, right, Targaryens. Unsullied Officer, the Relentless Change obviously affecting him as well. No change there, really. Jorah Mormont, the Andal. I had to look at this change to work out how Jorah the Andal had changed. It can be fielded in other units besides with Daenerys. Yes, he no longer has a list restriction on Daenerys. Fine. I would play him. I would play him with Stormcore mercenaries now. Yeah, martial training for two points and stand your ground. <laughs> They're fine. Like martial training and stand your ground is not complete garbage. It's not great. I. The only thing I can think of here is you might put these in Nonsully Pikemen for two points, but it's a lot. That's it's expensive. Yeah. It's an expensive unit. But, you know, it might make them interesting. Um, Hago has fueled by Slaughter. I don't know what he had, but he's got he something different now. The... He used to have Last Stand. Yeah, he yeah. did indeed. Yeah, to, the last, last. to the last, yeah. yeah. To the yeah. Last. So he now has uh, that change requirement there. Um, I think looking at what has happened, and we will look at that in a minute, I guess, but I would now play Hago in Flademen. Potentially fueled by Slaughter in Flademen. Yeah. It's a lot It's expensive, but you can't become weakened. Hmm. Maybe. Um, Expert Parry gets the change that it needed. Um, when an enemy combat unit is performing a melee attack after rolling defense dice, for each blocked hit, the, the attacker suffers one hit. So good for something like a um, something high armored. Now, I don't think this. So this can't combo with the Pike Shield Wall because it's the same trigger. So it's kind of anti-synergistic with the uh, inverted commas one defensive unit they've got, which means you're probably mm -hmm. looking at Belwas in something like Blackguard for the three save. Um, Maybe, or maybe into uh, in, into an aggressive unit like the Swordmasters or something like that, so that he provides a defensive element to a unit which is otherwise aggressive. Like, uh, but it's it's, uh, it's only one. I still don't think he's a great choice, but like you know, I'm just saying that it's one hit maybe. for every blocked hit. Though I mean, if if someone's setting up to kill an attack aggressive unit like that, you're dropping a vulnerable and they're four plus save. You probably know you're saving like twenty five percent of your hits. You're talking like two or three hits back. It's like, meh. Like, compare this mm -hmm. with something like, um, and that's, you know, then the opponent having defensive saves back. Having this compared to something like Final Strike now, or something like um, the Berserker Tactics we've just seen, is just shite level compared. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think that. I don't think he's a good commander. I'm hoping for a, for a buff to Swordmasters, so let's see what comes up. So we've got the uh, dragons, the infamous dragons, and I already know something because someone said something. Um, the dragons have not really changed except what we know about the D3 plus one wound for each rank. So they've had a damage reduction. Uh, that's true of all three dragons. No other changes there. The Unsullied Swordmasters dropped to seven points. So they've lost a point and now compete directly with pikemen in the same category level. And Drogo's Blood Riders are exactly the same except they lost 
fueled by slaughter. Um, it's a big change. Big change. That's big change. Yeah. Fueled by slaughter is a good ability on them. Like its synergy with them made them more valuable than you know because they have good, good stats, some aggression, not loads like you know not lance. Warcry still does what it does, annoyingly. Um, but I think that Fuel by Slaughter did push them into the very powerful category. But considering we've just seen the buff to Knights of Castle Rock, all cavalry coming down to six, I don't think that these are a great unit anymore. Like, I think that that's an over nerf, especially when you look at like something like Ed Eddard's Honor Guard. When you're to say that Eddard is allowed to take that unit for six points, but the Drogo isn't allowed to take that unit for seven, for eight points, I think is people barking up the wrong tree about what the powerful thing was. Uh, I don't like that change. I do like the change to the Swordmasters at seven. Yep. Uh, uh, I think. I think. I'd have to decide whether or not them or Pikemen are now just the thing that you pick, because that is the classic thing, which probably only one gets picked. Yeah, I do think the, the the fuel by slaughter healing was a lot on Drogo, um, because of the nature of how he was killing units and the way that expert duelist worked. It was too much, um, and especially in combination with Illyrio and of course Tycho. Now the Tycho change alone is probably enough to see a change here. Um, I do. I would have liked some sustain from Drogo's unit. Um, because he doesn't have any other sustain outside of Illyrio. Um, so something like a prey on fear effect, so an enemy failing a panic test, engaged with this unit to heal two, I think would have been an appropriate change. So it's not burst healing, but it can be small iterative healing, at least something to keep them going. Um, and I agree with all the chat, which is the sad thing, is that uh, we haven't seen... Oh, we have. We've seen neutrals. There's no changes to flayed men which I think is fine as long as the other eight-point cavalry come up to them. I'm kind of glad that they didn't overreact to the fact that everybody hated flayed men. Yep, They hate flayed men because they're seen in every army. They don't hate flayed men because they do too much for eight points. Drogo is now just back to flayed men, which is which is worse, so much worse thematically. That's so much more of a problem in my, in my mind. I thought that Drogo was really, you know, maybe split across them anyway, like, Flayed men weren't any significantly worse than Blood Riders. Blood Riders just had like more of a you know battlefield presence because of the power of Warcry. Yep. Uh, I just think yeah, we're we're back to Drogo flayed men. Do you know what um, else? That's not a positive. Do you know what else? It sucks. I, it... I'm not sure. Maybe it's too early to say that. I think Blood Riders is still a pretty good unit. They were maybe a bit too tanky. No, they were too tanky with with the you know with the automation once again. Mm -hmm. Expert duelist automatically causing a wound, automatically making them to heal. Fast unit movement six, armor save three. They had a lot a very going good for them. The problem I, is we yeah, haven't seen any buffs. They needed some some change. They needed some change yeah. for sure. I do. I will say that I came around to them after playing them for a while, um, but. I, I, they're just not that killy. They just don't kill that much. That's true. And and I think that Drogo in Bloodride uh, in um, Inflayed Men is just as valuable 
it's more difficult to use. You have to time it better. You need to kill stuff. You need to get in there on the charge, kill stuff, get out, uh, position well. Whereas Blood Riders, their problem was that they had a bit of the awful effect, which was that they can just face tank stuff, right? They just like walk into damage and like just okay. roll through your opponent's army. And unless your opponent really knows how to how to beat them, um, then you know, like they're just a massive, massive problem. But um, yeah. you know, I. I, uh, you know, I'm just annoyed. I'm just annoyed at the, the disparity between like, hey, you play, you play Edard, and what you're allowed to have is a unit for six points called Edard's Honor Guard, which are so wildly superior to every other six point unit in the game, and that's acceptable. But then you play Drogo, and you're not allowed to make the Blood Riders good for an eight point unit. They're now actively a bad eight-point unit by comparison to the other choices, which means they never, ever, ever see play because there's only one commander and only one list that they're allowed to be fielded in, and they're not even the best choice for that list. The disparity between what they'll allow Eddard's Honor Guard to be versus what they'll allow Drogo Blood Riders to be is silly, and I don't understand why people complained about Drogo Blood Riders so much because... It wasn't that different to Drogo Flayed Men, and we're just going to go back to that, which is worse thematically, so much worse. So, yeah, I, as they are now, they are indeed playing into the Targaryen thematics, which is hit fast, get the hell out, even if it's a triple save unit. They are still fast, not high, striking maybe that hard. They will need some boost from the tactics card or something. Mm -hmm. Not, because now they can't afford to, to stay stuck. They will die now. Which which was a little bit problematic, I think. Yeah. Um, I, I will definitely give them a fair shake. Personally, personally, I think so, yes. They effectively attack. They they have they hit on a 2-plus with crit blow. On 6, on six And reroll to hit. On the last rank, and five dice, crit blow, two plus rerolls. Yeah, but I mean that's but that's Caitlyn seven, you know, yeah, like exactly. okay, Caitlyn can't be everywhere, but she can with Jacken. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, like I, I just think that that is an amazing unit with a three plus save, a six up save. If you offered that to any faction anywhere for six points, they would buy it in an instant, in an absolute instant. They would buy that unit. They would spam that unit. Yep. Um. The bigger news for Targaryens, though, is, Carlo, you no longer have to worry about this code. There's a load of stuff you're going to have to do. Yeah, well, I mean, Tar I don't worry. That, that's a now a thing that I have to go through and remove. Exactly, I know. Mother of Dragons has been removed from the game. Um, the card Mother of Dragons has been oh, removed. Yeah. Every variant. Commander's gone. <laughs> the, uh, the card Mother of Dragons that said you have to take all three dragons and they cost one less, gone. So a Mother of Dragons list now can include one dragon, two dragons, three dragons, no dragons, but that will probably be fucking stupid, because what's the point in taking Mother of Dragons if you haven't got any dragons? Um, and if you take all three dragons, it will be a massive 24-point investment for the three dragons, plus a commander unit, plus some stuff. Don't do it. 100% it's a trap. Um... One or two dragon MOD may be able to do something, but overall, that is a huge nerf to her. 
I think that it's good. Like I actually, I'm, I'm actually so okay with it. You know, I fielded MOD myself. Um, the MOD mirrors boring. It's shit because there's no list variation at all between you and your opponent. Um, there's no list building there. That's boring. Um, I'm so glad that the card has gone because dragons at eight are acceptable. Dragons at seven points are not acceptable. Even even when you applied like basically list building restrictions to them, dragons at seven were too good value. They've just made it easier by just saying, get rid of that card. Obviously, all her cards power up dragons. You're going to want to buy dragons, but dragons are a pretty meh unit at eight points. So I think that she's just okay. And I think that's very good for the game. You yeah. can still play it if you want to, but that's a big, big nerf to it. Yeah, and then Daenerys discards if you're not playing dragons. You don't really do much with her tactics cards, so... Nothing. <laughs> Definitely, it's not... Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, 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 a, it's a good thing. As a Targaryen player, kind of feeling sorry about it, but I can't really argue with yeah. Carlos' point. I mean, I just like the fact that you're going to see more list variety. That, that enough yeah. is enough to say it's a good thing. Interestingly, yeah, yeah, um, definitely. I've Very highlighted this, uh, and Lee Teddy points this out in chat. As part of the overall changes, we have decided to remove the effects of this card from tournament play. So, as far as Simon are concerned, this is a tournament document only. Oh. Timu, are you going to play with these rules regardless of tournament or not? Yeah, I think our, our community will take them. Yeah. As a whole, yeah. as they are. Would, would, would yeah. Uh, if somebody turned up and told me that they want to play twenty-one point mother dragons, I'd just be like, "But why?" <laughs> yeah, why? You didn't really see mother dragons played in our tournaments. Yeah, but Which it's just like he turns up and it's like, "Oh, I want to use the non-tournament rules, right?" So the thing that's accepted to be not balanced. Hey, you can turn up and play non-tournament Othel. <laughs> Imagine turning up to a chilled game and playing non-tournament awful. Um, I think I said earlier that I, I've I mean, gained a lot of new friends. So <laughs> I'm still not going to play. <laughs> no, but can I just check? Like, It specifically calls out the removal of Mother of Dragons card as being for tournament play, but the whole document is not. It is... The following changes are for use in official <laughs> tournament play. Casual <laughs> matches... May elect to use them based on user preference, which is like obvious, right? Uh, okay, yeah, cool, cool. I mean, that's that goes without saying. Brilliant. I don't know why they Brilliant. needed to add that. Well, clause, just, just in case anybody's wondering, as soon as I get round to it, and as soon as it comes out on War Council, a Song of Ice and Fire stats will only conform to tournament play. I don't know about your local club. Honestly, 100%, that's because they don't want people... They feel like it's an acceptable answer to say, oh, you've just released the faction packs or they haven't even arrived yet and you've made them outdated. They feel that it's a good and acceptable response for them to say, ah, that's only for tournament play. The cards are still valid. For you playing at home, which is just stupid, but you know, if that's if that's the if if that's the 
rules writing, the 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 loops that they want to go through to be able to tell people that they didn't fuck up with the faction pact, then okay. Well, I think they found themselves in a in a pretty bad spot with the, everything that was going down. So mm-hmm. uh, they're trying to like choose the lesser bad out of several bats or something like that. Yeah. Um, the last house, I would show you the cards, but there really isn't much to show. Um, Greyjoys have gone unchanged, except for Relentless on Victarion and to the last on Baylor Blacktide, changing to the new variant. Um, yes, hardened and to the last. <laughs> and fucking amazing cards. He's good. He's damn good. None of the other four-point Greyjoy units have changed. Greyjoys are just here like, we the meta now. We the meta now, bitches. (laughs) It's going to be a tight fight in the top three. Who do we think's top then? Just quick, I know there's not even all the changes, right? We've got some other things to look over in a second. But other uh, quick feel for it... um, Greyjoy's up there. They're already running tournament-level high-quality lists with no nerfs whatsoever. Um, maybe Lance Cavalry might do them in a little bit. Um, nah. It's nah, not enough, they though. Have, they have what is dead made of a die. They're one of the best people set up to survive a Lance Cavalry charge. And it works into the likes of Bla- Bale or Blacktide with the, the healing meta that they can then project naturally without the use of Tycho. And you want to be on your last rank to get the most out of things like Black. Uh, Black Tide Resentment and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I... Baylor, Black Tide, Dagmar. I don't know. Maybe Baylon. People like Baylon as well, right? But I don't know. I'm, I haven't massively looked into Greyjoys. I think that they're incredibly powerful right now. Yeah. Um, uh, Night Starks. Starks with Great John and probably Eddard. Yep. Very, very powerful. Uh, be very very nervous about them. Um, Night's Watch. I still think that John Hunter lists and just Relentless still in general still very very powerful. We're going to see a big pivot away from conscripts, and I think that is a very big change. That's why I specifically call out John. I do think that John was, you know, slightly underranked of what he could achieve. I think that John is very, very powerful, and now his healing will be more important. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that the change to um, to uh, charge charge retreat charge retreat horses only being horses and not horses swords is that significant? The change to GAR for the watch, I think that's what the card is. Yeah. Um, that's Lannisters huge. are dog shit. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Um, someone has to be, <laughs> but someone's got to be bottom of the pile. Targs, Targs got. Eh, I'd be interested to know what the um, Targs were not lighting the world on fire. the list now. Targs were not lighting the world on fire outside of Drogo and Mother of Dragons, though. Like Barry, but Drogo Dro- 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 took no nerfs outside of Blood Riders, and I genuinely just think that he's. Absolutely as good in Flayed Men. Tycho. Arguably Tycho's a nerf to everybody, but I think that maybe he needed it more. But 
I don't know. I think no. I I think that um, I think that Ilya Mampatis is a really brilliant. I mean, we were, and I, I just just to just to go double back on myself. You know, we didn't see a Baelish change, right? Baelish no. is going to be everywhere now. Like, really, he's going to be everywhere. He's the new everywhere. He's the new Tycho, right? Because especially if people start buying this idea of two NCUs, but. Uh, I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed about Free Folk because Free Folk got worse outside of Mance, who got way better. So what you've just done is you've just absolutely destroyed what was already not brilliant internal balance, and you've basically just said there is only one way to play Free Folk, and not only that, they are basically a ridiculously hard counter check. To anything with low wounds, yeah, a hundred percent. I I think we're talking about the the top three. Um, I really think that Mance Mance free folk builds will make the top lists. I think you can run, and this is not a meme, by the way. I genuinely believe now that maybe Lance might be enough. I'm waiting to see, but I think you can run the Mance seven raiders three NCU list that absolutely plagues the game as something that's just forever existed in the game as being a problem. I think that exact list can still run, and I think it is the same power level, if not slightly better, than it currently is. And I think that's going to be a massive issue. And I do mean a massive, massive issue. Um, uh, I'm going to buy some more Raiders. I don't know. I, I mean, other things that massively improve with this. Uh, it, it, shall we go and look at what the NCU well, change actually says? I want can we, to. Can we... I want to have a look at the game modes first of all, because they're in this document as well. So these are inverted commas tournament changes for game modes. So obviously, the plus one commander scoring has gone from all game modes. Clash of Kings has completely changed. So they've removed their plus one for scoring for a commander. They have removed bringing your commander's unit back they have removed plus two victory points for the first time you destroy an enemy commander the changes they've scored one victory point each time your commander's unit destroys an enemy unit with an ability or attack if they destroy the commander's unit score two victory points instead and after determining first player, beginning with whomever is not the first player, players were alternating, selecting the objective. So the errata change that the community was already <laughs> playing. Um, I even didn't even spell determining right. Anyway, um, that's massive. So commanders don't come back in Clash of Kings. And here we okay. stand. They've removed the redeploy rule. I hate. I hated all the redeploys. Personally. I did. I did. So, uh, yeah. I mean, here we stand. It's going to be hyper aggressive now. It's fire um, and it's, it's fire, fire and blood. blood. But, well, I mean, I guess it's fire and blood. Yeah. And it won't take so long anymore. Yeah. And you can actually have units like archers sit in the back lines and not be scared, uh, like Carlo found out last Friday. <laughs> um, hmm. You know. It's... Yeah. Um. Okay. 
That slows scoring relatively significantly in every game mode. That means that... I do believe that that's a nerf to insignificant. Not like wildly good, like not a huge, huge nerf, but the power of insignificant is the ability to go out there, score victory points fast, but lose on the board slowly. Now, if the game lasts longer, then you're going to come up a cropper because they will get into your non-insignificant units. So people have been saying, like, how have they not nerfed the Raiders and stuff like that? Maybe it does a little bit. Um, you know, I do think it's a problem that the last list that we saw with Free Folk that really did anything special or like won something significant or beat Night's Watch Awful was a seven Raider spam unit with three NCUs and Mance, right? And that just probably got better. Um, but maybe it didn't because of the slower scoring. Mm -hmm. I like those game mode changes. I didn't like, I would say, Clash of Kings and Here We Stand were two of my least favorite modes because I just hate redeploy as a concept. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. The game will head towards more damage being dealt because of unit changes and because of, um, because of game mode changes. So... I think that they're good things. Like, I do actually think that they're good things, even though I'm of the player and the play style where I basically just play games where I never intend to kill anything and never intend to die. And I just win by getting to the objectives first and holding them for longer. I don't think that it's good, fun, engaging gameplay for the two players. And I think that it's good for the health of the game as a whole that we push further into the, into the game, talking rounds four, five, and six now instead of rounds three, four, or five. It's good for commanders and, you know, Elwas with battle scars. It's good for commanders with, like, you know, effects that get stronger over time, battle endurance, stuff like that. Uh, I think that they're all good things, except for the fact that the game will take longer. I think it's going to be harder to run tournaments on a really high time pressure now. Um, what is idleness means death? We'll get there in a second. <laughs> you're still talking. Unless uh, you're how, about, how about you, Timo? Um... Are you excited to play, you know, you've been playing Targs mostly, not significant Targ changes, really? Are you excited to play Targs? Is there anything in there? You own a lot of armies that really makes you want to jump out and try that list. Well, with the more changes coming to Starks and Baratheons, I'm actually more excited to try them out. And then also Nightwatch, because now I hope it's going to be like more okay <laughs> to 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 bring Nightwatch. Being a very experienced player in our community, it was you know it was too much for me to play Nightwatch. Um, mm -hmm. I did play maybe in one tournament sometime last summer, but after that I haven't played with Nightwatch at all. So yeah, hard to say, but probably most most interested to try out. Darks, because they've been on the shelf for quite a while, even if they've gotten a couple of new units. So that's, but hard to, actually really hard to decide now which army I want to take to our event, and it's only in three weeks. There's no time to, to practice with all of them. So I, I really, I think I'm going to spend a, 
tonight reading that update document and and so forth. I hope you guys uh, update your army builder quite fast so we can yeah, start playing so around. There won't be new cards until War Council goes live. I believe that War Council hasn't updated, right? Um, no. So we'll have to wait for cards on that, but I probably will implement all the points changes and stuff so that the builder is correct and just put a big old warning on top. So to be I would fair, say keep an eye out for that, guys. Um, to be fair, Carlo. I will Carlo, update that as fast as possible. To be fair, Carlo, if we need to, we don't actually need the new cards because I can rip them from this document. If you want me to do something, um, we'll see. We'll see yeah, what we'll happens. Talk, we'll It'll happen as fast as possible, guys. Because um, I, because I, because I'm excited to play with the stuff, and I don't want people to not be able to submit results, not be able to build their lists correctly, um, all those things, because because the site's not updated. I, I don't want us to constantly have to wait for War Council. Um, and you know what? I'm excited for. I'm excited to try Brathians. I'm excited to try Stannis. Stannis side Brathians. I don't know if they're powerful. Like I really don't. Like, but I want to find out because there are a lot of changes there. I do think it's possible that he's got really, really good. <laughs> like it is possible. Yeah, I, I think that's Sleason three. I think we're coming back in, in our circle of discussion. Mm -hmm. so we discussed earlier today that now we have the great opportunity to relearn the game. Yeah, and absolutely. I, I, I will. I, I believe we will see that also in the stats. That there will be more changes in top three and then the middle tier factions. There's yep. going to be up and downs for several factions, and that's also very interesting. So, mm -hmm. good time, good to be a song player. Good, good time to be a song player again. Agreed, agreed completely. Um, right. What what are what are our new what are our new NCU rules? What, so, what is going on, and have they fucked it? We have three new rules added to the uh, or removed or changed. So the three new changes to the FAQ and or other rules. We'll double check the document afterwards. Page twenty non combat unit actions removed the text. Alternatively, a non combat unit may choose to forego performing any action at all during its activation, though this is seldom beneficial. That has been removed. You may now not activate and pass with an NCU. You must do something. Stupid idiots. How do you do that and not change Mance cards? I'm gonna... How do you do that and not change Courtney cards? Courtney's ability. I'm going to go through. already amazing. I think I found How the four. Do you... How do you not? change the power of things that people were previously passing to circumnavigate that was already an amazing effect that you forced your opponent to pass now they can't choose that they just get absolutely bent over and, and rammed yeah um we've got wilding diplomacy free folk we have got uh whispered threats Bruce bolton we have Field Control, Targaryen, and we have uh, Courtney Penrose, NCU, as the four things that I'm aware of that impact directly NCU placement and NCU activations. Um, now, Whispered Threats, the two tokens, the Warcry tokens, if you will, Panic Vulnerable, uh, was widely regarded as not being a major deal, and it was something that you did uh, admittedly knowing. You were like, actually, yeah, I can risk it. Um, 
Courtney Penrose for D3 plus two wounds across all units in Renly side is now automatic. You will have to give someone wounds. Um, three healing. times a game. Three times a game. You have to. Okay. Well, we decided that Tycho healing five wounds was too good for four points. Courtney is allowed to heal a minimum of nine wounds up to 15 possible wounds, and he's still allowed to cost four points. And there's no choice. He will what? heal that many wounds. The will. what? Yeah. <laughs> I really, I really honestly think that Courtney's going to be very, very strong. Are you... Do, do you know your own units? <laughs> Who wrote that rule? <laughs> Who... Whoever wrote that rule does not play the game. <laughs> Seriously, 100%. So, you know what? Like I'm just I'm just going to I'm just going to tinfoil hat. Like I'm just going to tinfoil hat conspiracy theory. That rule is written by Michael Chanal based off rumors that he hears about the way the game is being played, right? Rumors of like things that people tell him about the competitive community without him actually being interacting with them, without him actually talking to them, without him actually understanding it. Michael Chanel doesn't even play the game anymore. He has a rough idea of everything that goes on. He, 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 he checks. He checks everything face value and says, this needs to change, this needs to change. But he doesn't play the game. He doesn't do the balance. That is Fabio. And Michael Chanel has come in and said, we need to change this rule because I don't like the way people are playing 3NCUs. I don't like the way 3NCU versus 3NCU is still the meta. Blah, 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 blah. With no thought of the consequence and ramifications. Across the, o across the whole update, the whole, whole update, that is the only thing I'm pissed off. Everything else, really happy with. Just pissed off that they keep on trying to force people to not play the tactics board, even though it is the single most unique and best part of what makes A Song of Ice and Fire A Song of Ice and Fire and not just Warhammer Fantasy. Mm -hmm. Timu? I haven't made up my mind yet on this one, but no wonder wonder they don't look into your data because <laughs> you put them down so hard. <laughs> he does. He does. But he does it because he loves it and because, you know, I don't think it's a good thing for the game. I mean, admittedly, you know, it's horrible to have things that your opponent, like, you go, oh, I'm going to spend a Courtney token, so you go, oh, well, I'll pass them. It's horrible to have things that were play-aroundable, if you will, but playing around them was part of the skill and part of the matchup. Um not being able to play around something now and just having this effect that will happen whenever your opponent wants it to happen makes them just infinitely stronger because there's no counter. You know, there's no counter to Courtney just doing this. There's no counter, mm -hmm. except counter plot, admittedly, but there's no counter to Mance. Um, there's no counter to uh, Whispered Threats. There's no counter to Field Control, right? Except, of course, those are tactics cards, so counter plot exists. Um Counterplot, I mean, for me, field control is a big one. You're going to have to activate, and if horses is the only zone left on the board, you have to take it, and your opponent can go... Okay. Your opponent can just say, well, you know that zone you didn't want to take before because you didn't want to do a shift three and weaken a unit? 
You're now going to have to. And you're okay. Your opponent. Right. That's that's not so dramatic. It's not as no. Yeah, it's not as dramatic as the others. That's it's not, not near. significant. Like I don't care. Like no. The reason I don't like it though is it forces your opponent to play into it. Right before you could opt if my opponent has field control, is this a good or not play? Now you're forced into taking it. Whereas, and it's the same thing with Mance, right? It's just the effect with ma uh, with field control is a lot less for the majority of cases, except if you're doing replaces. Whereas Mance's effect, you're right, it's completely fucking stupid. Like, it's just dumb. What, what, what What's Mind Games? Bring mind up, bring Games. Up, uh, Europe, right? <laughs> yeah. Europe. What, what, is, what is Mind Games? When someone takes the tactics zone, the other player does the effects of the tactics zone afterwards. It's the same effect. Yes. So if you take horses, I would also get... You would take horses, manoeuvre, I would then also get to manoeuvre. You take swords, you get to um... make an attack, and then I also get to make an attack. I don't, I don't know why that change is so significant to that, other than, like... Well, I guess you can leave, what, the swords open and your opponent has to has to take it. Like, even if they didn't want to do an attack. But, I don't know, like... I think I mean, it's... I think that it's... one's a you-get-one-I-get-one, whereas every other ability we've been discussing is, like, you get your thing, but I get, like, something better than your thing. Um, I mean, this is just... yeah. Anilia is right. I am surprised. Like, I, I've, I've played Greyjoys like twice against, played against, and I've never bothered to try and let's build with them yet. I know uh, it's gonna, it's gonna feel like I'm a, me I'm a like I'm a, I'm a meta power gamer when I suddenly start playing Greyjoys now that they're buffed. But honestly, guys, I was always gonna play them next. Wink, wink. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Um, we believe you, whatever you say. Yeah, yeah, we totally believe you. Uh, yeah, no, I, I really was, but I'm actually going to swing back around and play Baratheons, because they're the ones that I'm interested by the changes of. Uh, Baratheons have always been a faction that I liked, uh, so, you know, when I'm playing Greyjoys, you know, it's because I've uh, succumbed to the dark side and I just want to win a tournament. Hey, um, do you know what the other cool thing is? Predictable Maneuvers now works on NCUs as well, all the time, because you can't pass an NCU. So that really when, you, has... when you come with the like, yeah, if you've left an NCU towards the end, you can just be like, "Hey, predictable maneuvers." When 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 all you've got left is, is a it... unit in NCU. Yeah, you've got one unit, one NCU left. I'm just like, "Hey, predictable maneuvers." You can't 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 not activate one of them. You can't you can't take the NCU and then choose the pass. So you have to activate the unit and pass, or activate activate the uh, NCU. NCU, and then you'll definitely give it up. Yeah, or That's... you just leave it until there's only an NCU left. So, this another is actually... perspective, guys. Yeah, on on wildling diplomacy, for example. I think it, it, like you guys said, it's obviously a nerf to to solo based models, which are typically very cheap activations. So, it's not all bad. It is. It makes taking those yeah those but... uh, solo based yeah, yeah, yeah. models a risk. Even more than no, what they're risk, though. It's not a risk, though, Timo. It's a loss. It, it's not a risk. You just die. That's well, that's true. not an acceptable risk. That's not an acceptable... 
Yeah, the problem the problem is the problem is is that yeah okay like I know it's d what is it d three plus one d three plus don't one necessarily automatically die right but it's just if if solos are too good then make solos a bit worse don't make a single commander in the game counter them absolutely hard. dominate them to the point where if you have solos in your list and they're a very important part of your list you are just going to lose to mance like all the time and more importantly don't make it so that like if mance draws that card on turn one well that's just game over because that's just not interesting interactions they're not interesting games and it doesn't make for better gameplay right that hasn't improved our gameplay that hasn't improved the game putting in an absolute Hard counter does not make solos worse. It means that there's a specific matchup where you can't play solos. Yeah. True. Well, then luckily, luckily we have this two list format. Yeah. And yeah, a I, simple solution yeah. would be that white diplomacy would only on, would not work on solo units. The then problem it would be fine. The problem you actually have well, here is still a very good card to play on anything else, though. Oh yeah. Let, let, let's not. Like it, it kills solos, but it also strips the rank off other stuff. But let's let's just take a moment here, right? It only exists twice. There's no ways of recurrence, unlike another Berserker Tactics card, say we were looking at earlier from Great John. It is only three D three plus one, it has a chance of being two, it can go up to four. Right? I agree the zapping across the board effect does negate completely solos. But that's it. There's no auto wound mechanic outside of like giants now and a dying um a dying mammoth. They exist in Free Folk. There's no auto-hit mechanic, right? You bring a giant against Free Folk, a giant's actually hard to fucking kill. Like, ironically, the one thing that you don't want to take against most people, you can't run against your own art. You, you can't fight yourself because you don't have precision. You don't have auto-wound mechanics. It's the only card that exists in Free Folk with auto-wound mechanics, which, in my opinion, is a problem. Because it makes Mance even better, because it's your only access to that kind of mechanic in the game. So you actually, what you end up doing is not shutting down your opponents so much as just needing to take it to have access to an important facet that other people can just, you know, I'm not saying you do this a lot, but you can run Great John and just say, look, I've got auto wound mechanics in a card. Look, I can run Gregor. I've got auto mechanic wounds mechanics in a unit. I run this unit. I run Expert Duelist. I'll do this. I'll do this. There are other ways of accessing that, and Free Folk don't have it. So it actually... Well, obviously, Free Folk have the Giants. It's pretty certain. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, it's the only thing they've got, right? But I mean, at that point, and this is actually the problem, it's polarizing. Mance becomes the only playable thing because he's the only commander that brings anything useful or interesting that you can't otherwise access. And if he's the only person who's bringing something that you can't otherwise access, he becomes not just important and good, but actually vital. And that's the problem. I, I hate how... And we talked yeah. about it on Friday, Carlo, yeah. right? We played a game on Friday and I was trying a different commander out against uh, against Carlos Lannisters. He was running a bit of a different yeah, side force. Like, why is it not Mance? Yeah. Like I'm just like Mickey, Mickey. This is this is this is so much easier than if it was Mance. Yeah, and that's what it's already it's like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mance is already significantly the most powerful commander that they have. Yes. Now he's just become even more powerful. It's just In annoying. Relation. Yeah. 
it's annoying it's frustrating there are two more things we'll go through um yeah let's move on yeah a full tactics board if the tactics board is full then ncus may not no longer be activated that round or until an ability or an effect would create an open slot on the tactics board my only thoughts here are Corin Halfhand now because of Salise and Shireen no longer doing it? Corin Halfhand can still uh, sacrifice. No, Corin, Corin wasn't allowed to sacrifice himself once he was on the board. Can he not? I'm pretty sure Corin is only allowed to uh, sacrifice himself if he's not been activated. That may be true. I, I don't see him enough to actually care. That's um, at least how it was. Yes, no, that is the way it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Talise and Shireen were the only ones who previously opened up a tactic zone, which was interesting. Like there were some previously some interesting plays where like you would take like a powerful zone with Talise and Shireen and then free it up again later for yourself by sacrificing her at a particular time. But I do think she's a big buff at six points, but no self-sacrifice. Yeah. Um, I can't think of a single other iteration where that combo would matter or come into play. I don't think you can remove an NC off the tactics board in any other way. I guess... I don't know how this would work. Is it possible that... I'm pretty sure this isn't how the rules work. This rule is written to keep Gilly alive. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, the only other thing I can think of, honestly, the only other thing I can think of is Christopher Botley. If he somehow lost his ability of preventing a zone claim that round, but that's an ability that he uses at the start of a round that I thought was just active for the rest of the round as well. So it's a, like a fire and forget yeah. type effect, like a like little finger. So you can't even counter that. But that's the only thing in the game I can think of that has anything like that. I don't know. Uh, maybe it's not important. And then lastly, idleness means death is a new rule coming to the rulebook. Engaged unit combat units may not choose to forego performing their action. They must elect to perform an attack action or retreat action. If an ability or an effect would allow another special action to be formed while engaged, that action may be performed per the effect. See uh, ride by attack. Um, if the unit chooses to perform a retreat, it must actively disengage from combat. So you can no longer retreat and not go anywhere you have to actually disengage if possible eg it may not rolled elect well. to perform a retreat then choose to not disengage if it rolled well enough to do so so interestingly you can elect to retreat roll badly and have no legal position with your bad roll and you don't actually have to retreat i'm yeah. going to throw it out there there is value in retreat rerolls if you want to play a force that doesn't want to attack. Ah, oh, that's so <laughs> rare. Come on. Yeah. I mean, this rule in itself is already niche rare. Like, yeah, sillyly rare to put in. Like, why are we putting this in? Except because, again, you've heard through the grapevine that, that oh, nobody plays giants because people just pass right mm -hmm. like that's what you've heard you haven't really seen it be played because the reality of it is is that no people people retreat one inch mm -hmm. the one inch retreat still exists the one inch retreat was already 90 percent of our, uh, of time mm -hmm. 
It gives more value to units that can get faster over the token, go all the way over the token versus those that can just get to it. Um, it means that, okay, combine it with slower scoring. It does mean that a unit probably can't spend the whole game just retreating and controlling a token, right? Because it's going to have to do it for one more round now and it has to retreat every turn even if uh, if it really doesn't want to attack because the opponent has counters. But you're still talking about cheap objective-holding units, say Wardens, say Guardsmen, something like that. They don't want to be the one attacking into another unit of Guardsmen or something like that. They don't want to receive the revenge mechanics. You're still just going to retreat one inch. Like, and it doesn't happen that often, guys. But when it happens, it's still going to happen. I don't think it matters. The most significant change, I would say, is if sometimes if I rolled a retreat, say I was engaged on two sides, there might have been a legal place for me to retreat to, but I didn't want to go there. So I might stay. But now if I've chosen to retreat and I can get out somewhere, I have to go there. That's pretty rare as well, because to be honest, if you want to retreat from two units, you probably just want to retreat. Hmm. Um, what the dice? Uh, when when you play Timo, when you play Timo, do, do do people ever pass in combat? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, do people retreat one inch? Absolutely, yes. Do you think people will just retreat I'm one just inch more often? I just wonder how common it is like it's it's a very it's very common on tts but it's always hard to know whether or not that is something that other people do uh oh bye bye <laughs> that's carlo's two hour check Darkness falls. Three, practically three hour check i know right um i don't know um i don't know. I, I I don't think this matters. And the annoying thing... It's an incredibly insignificant change. Like, unlike the NCU one, which I think has huge ramifications on the game, I just don't think this matters. Well, I'm actually going to throw it out there and say that what's annoying is that you can still pass. And factions that can quite easily block their own retreat. People already do this, by the way. They accidentally block their own retreat paths so that they can't get out of combat they can still elect to do a retreat action and then they'll be like oh damn i can't possibly retreat regardless of what number i roll but i can still roll it because it doesn't say that you have to be able to actively disengage it yeah, just I guess says we were expecting that you must be able to retreat. Yes, and it's just not what it says. Right. Yeah, it, it kind of dilutes its meaning. Yeah, it, it's not like the charge where like you can't choose to take on a charge that you can't complete. Yes. Right? Like, you can't choose to just be like, oh, I'm going to take on a D6 charge because mm -hmm. it's faster than I can march or something like that. You have to be within charge range. It has to be a viable action before you can declare it. Yeah. That's not a requirement for a retreat. It doesn't have to be a legal place for you to get to because you don't know 
what place you're trying to get to until you've rolled the dice. Um, but the way they're trying to make it work means that it basically should and requires the same kind of level that charges do, but it doesn't. That, that's not a thing. It doesn't happen. You can... You can... You know... Nope. Create situations where you can't retreat. We've got a uh, we've got a laggy Carlo again. He's returned briefly. Um, so yeah, I mean, for me, I just don't see the point. I just don't see the point. I don't think that this change is a big enough change for it to matter. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the other other changes are quite a quite a lot more yeah. significant. The other changes really are. Um, oh, we've lost Carlo, but we'll uh, no doubt he'll join back in in a second. Um, yeah, the other changes are very important, and some of them. I mean, the pack, the faction changes, the changes to the actual factions are very very important, and we will see where they all go. Um, yeah, I mean that's it. That. Believe it or not, the only things we saw were a couple of game mode changes, like those couple of changes here, which are massive uh, for the way that the game currently plays out. Um, are we going to see more people run to NCU builds? Why? Because you can't pass with NCUs anymore, so you're losing an activation every other round or whatever. Every time your opponent also loses an activation. I think we'll see more too. It's a pain. It's it, it, it's a pain, and it's a nerf to four three list builds versus five three list builds. It, it, because because being forced out of the NCU activation is more damaging when you have less combat units on the board. So it further improves armies that can field four point units that are worthwhile so who knows maybe poor fellows will still see play but i really think that you know lance has got a right kick in the balls um you know they didn't really get improvements to anything significant and they already were like very middle of the pack and their best most crutch unit got um heavily nerfed and their other crutch, which I would say is Mountain that Rides, not as much as it used to be, uh, also now has a horrifically bad matchup into Mance. Mm -hmm. um, overall, I just don't, it doesn't, it just doesn't have the effect. If, if they're, again, if their intention and their belief is what they're doing is that they're moving us to a 2NCU matchup, nah, that, that doesn't help. That, that, that you changes don't improve that. What you've done by not allowing NCUs to pass is if you've created some really, really negative play experience interactions, in my opinion. I think it's a kind of a dilemma that if you expect other players to bring more lists with two NCU, then of course you bring the three NCU list, and then you have a big advantage. But if everybody thinks the same way, then we still everybody's going to have three NCU list and simply lose those activations. Yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. The the problem was never the three NCU versus three NCU matchup. The problem is that three NCUs has the advantage versus two NCUs. Yeah. So why would you play the two knowing that your opponent might get the advantage with three? Yeah. It also yeah. I, I what's actually more interesting for me, in my opinion, what we consider as the standard set of play where the tactics board gets filled first um when you actually get to like the high level games and stuff isn't true um you do the most high impactful the highest impact action that you can do at any one time what's actually frustrating is the highest impact action now means that you might be losing activations and that in itself means you're going to have to factor is it worth losing an activation this round to do this very important action now rather than losing it or not losing it and doing something less impactful um what we're talking about here is like for example carlo you've done it before uh, a clutch poor fellow activation to heal uh, as well as do the attack rather than to say take a swords because actually what you want is the healing and bags is already gone um Stuff like that. Um, Looking at the big picture, commanders are not scoring extra points from objectives. Yeah. Um, so you need to kill more enemy units to, if you want to win the game faster or with a bigger margin. So that should lead into the focus, having more focus on the actual battlefield. Mm-hmm. We saw several units coming up in their killiness. Lances, these five-point units, Dark Sworn Swords, Bolton Cutthroats. So I expect the game to be more aggressive on the battlefield. And that, that will be a key to the victory more often than before. Yeah. Um... So that, in, in, a way, in a way, that supports taking only two NCUs or probably having two lists one with three NCUs one with two NCUs which is really your aggressive list that you use for Clash of Kings and Fire and Blood and mm-hmm. so forth and Horned and Ready or oh, sorry here we stand yeah what, what, what I'm what I'm sad about is that you lose a subtlety and a tactical element to the game in the 3NCU versus 3NCU matchup. You actually now massively dumb down the 3NCU versus 3NCU matchup and make it even more rushed to the tactics board than it previously was. That's not good. Let me explain... This is actually, you know, like something that I was going to discuss in a tactics video because, you know, like I think loads of people misunderstand the 3NCU versus 3NCU matchup and like what it can mean. In the past, say I'm going second, my opponent starts, they take a zone on the board. There, the, there's always some really good zones available, you know, like early in the game, letters, maneuvers, really powerful. If there's if things are wounded, the value of money bags is so high. If something that can take an attack, the value of swords is so high. They grab a zone because picking the fastest best zone right now is just the best option. Plus, 
Whoever gets to the NCU board first will get three down. Whoever goes to their second will get two down. Activation one. Now, I respond, and I almost definitely also take a zone because there are probably another good zone in response, right? There's probably another good counter to it. We both have an NCU down. Now, my opponent as first player, if they want to maintain the momentum of being able to take three zones versus my two zones, will probably go to the board as well. Again, they're starting to pick up the less good zones now, right? Like, and that's the, that's not always the same zones. Depending on the situation, it may be better or worse. They pick up the third zone. Now, I think the thing that loads of people miss is now one of the best things you can do in the old edition as the second player is to activate an NCU and not take a zone. It means that you delay, just like your opponent. You haven't had to activate a unit on the board. But what you do is you leave the last two zones open because chances are they're pr they're probably equally valuable. Like your opponent didn't want any of them. You didn't want any of them. They probably low impact. This is especially important if nobody wants to take swords because there isn't an attack available. And what this allows you to do is now say, oh, by the way, you can't just walk into me knowing that swords isn't available. I'm now going to hold you back and I can take swords late into the round. That is just not a tactical consideration anymore. Because then what happens is your opponent probably doesn't want to take their third NCU. They activate something on the board. You've effectively achieved exactly the same thing in the past as you would if you filled up the tactic zone. But you've left two zones open, which means that you can react to things later on in the round. I think this is incredibly significant. And what's more important, this is the really weird thing is once you understand that tactical aspect of the game, you start to be able to play tactics zone replaced. Maybe I change it for us, you know, use assault orders. I, 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 I turn it into a charge. I, I, I turn it into an attack. My opponent charges me. I do something with it. I use a zone replacement on my NCU. I use a Millerium Partis. I heal. I do whatever, right? That, I actually believe, is the way that they want the game to be played. which is they want zones. Palos batteries running off. So he is an, an android after all. The round. We're getting there. I think he's all right now. It's when he gets really irate and gets close to the microphone that the computer just goes, I can't do this anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah, what you were saying there, Carlo, is you, you want NCUs activating later on in the round, but it's going to prevent it, right? He's got Android again, you see. It's whenever he does anything crazy. The computer knows what to do. Slow him down. <laughs> um, yeah, it's... It's just not a good change. It's just not a positive change. That's all. Like, it won't do what they want it to do, in my opinion. And it makes the game even more, like, to put it bluntly, thematically predictable in the opening kind of, like, five activations of the game. Um, and if they want it to be predictable, they've managed that. If they 
didn't want it to be predictable if they wanted it to be actually interesting and like thought about or something like that um they haven't achieved that uh yeah it's i don't like it i don't like it if uh, uh, if you're actually there and you can hear me now i mean yes. basically i was just you know i was finishing up by saying like basically i believe that they want zones to be interacted with yeah all throughout the round right yeah, yeah. they want zones to be open at the end of the round not for the tactics board to get filled they, not for there to be two phases of play phase one tactics board phase two game board right the tactics yes. board is supposed to interweave with it throughout the without throughout the turn now, when you play two NCUs versus two NCUs or any combination of less than five NCUs or less than six, shall we say, right? When there is as many or few in NCUs as there are zones, you can take them at whatever point is most useful throughout the round. When there are more NCUs than there are zones, you have now made it even more like definite that we fill the tactics board, then we play on the then we play on the actual game board, mm -hmm. and that's not a positive thing. It get lowers the value of all zone replace cards because you can't leave things open until the end of the round. You can't choose to pass an NCU early to leave open a late assault orders. You mm -hmm. can't pass <laughs> with the. NCU to let Walder still be able to be used at the end. Doesn't matter. You know? No, it's alright. Uh, <laughs> see, it's as soon as you go on a rant too much, Carl, it's like cuts you off after about, you know, a minute and a half. Um, no, it's alright now. But yeah, I agree. You can't, like, I mean, Walder, can I just point out, how do you even run Walder now as a NCU? Like, can you? You can't have more than two NCUs. Unless you're playing Targaryens with, with the extra zone. Which we already knew was, like, almost impossible. So Walder can only appear in two NCU lists now, pretty much. All these weird exactly. type rebuilds. And, uh, I just hate it. Um, it is what it is for now. Let's see how it falls out, and then there will, there, there will be a next update. There will. We've gone and hit three hours. Um, Timu, Ooh. I'm very aware <laughs> that it will be getting late for you there in Finland. It's uh, midnight now. Midnight, exactly. Um, I'm happy uh, for us to kind of wrap up there. I, there's a lot for us to talk about and discuss overall. Lots of theory, lots mm -hmm. of talking. Um, we'll be very active, no doubt, on Discord and we'll you know, be trying to sort about like image updates and stuff for the stats site um i guess as fast as we can uh obviously carlo does all the coding and hard work i just help where i can um so yeah thank um... you carlo <laughs> <laughs> i i really yeah it's really really good and, and you know we ranted about not the update not coming, like 20 minutes, 30 minutes in the beginning of the show, and then it came. So we have a huge influence here. Clearly. Um, I, uh, I'm i going to throw it out there and say, I mean, 
maybe we did have a massive influence on it. You know, maybe they know it's 20 grand, get it out there. Um, I don't think it's that case at all. I do think it's very interesting. Really? Yeah, I know, right? I do think it's very interesting, and I won't go into too much detail here. Um, a load of videos came out with the releases as well um, from uh, on the table gaming. They released a load of overviews as well. Um, if you want short overviews that are probably not very detailed and give you very kind of like basic level information, I would go check them out. Useful for beginners for like a quick overview of the change there. Um, you know, uh, I do think it's very interesting that they released that on a Monday. Um, obviously, you know, it's not an unknown thing that we do this on a Monday. It's a well-known thing in the community, of course. Um, and it certainly is interesting that all of that stuff come out at the same time, which could have very easily been posted last week. Uh, I'll tell you what's interesting. Um, and uh, and we haven't really discussed or which is we spent a load of time talking about, you know, I put my tinfoil hat on and said, you know, like Michael Chanel made promises for somebody to release the app, right? But the app hasn't been released. They were saying they, something about it. It's going to be a delay. Yeah. Yeah. They've released the docs, which is presumably what Fabio and Michael put together. Fabio and Michael can't put together the app. So I genuinely think that the community's response in general with the people sending putting memes on Facebook, like where's the, where's the update? Where's the update? Where's the update has made them go, well, we don't want to look like liars. So here's the update as best as we can do. I think this is the, the, the most complete Fabio and Michael can give the update. They can't make the app happen, so they made this happen. That's correct. Gotta yeah, I think that. it was obvious when Michael said that it's going to be in a couple of weeks because it was out of his hands already. It's um, it's certainly very interesting. Um. A uh, little bit of stuff on here that they mention it there, just in the article, uh, if anyone hasn't read this far so far. Um, Walkout site will be updated with these changes in due time. There's a slight delay in us releasing the files online for use and the app being updated. They implement variable times based on platform approvals. Apple being slow, Android, they, they recognize that. We've known that for yonks and donkey's ears. Uh, anyone who knows app development knows how that works. Uh, they talk about print-on-demand services working in the US, and they only mention the US, but print-on-demand services may be available in the US. And they talk about doing future updates every 6 to 12 months. Um, they'll be evaluating the need for such a time as, as time progresses. Uh, the 2021 Season 1, which I'm thinking is now going to be called SO1, updates would be our largest, but it comes directly on the end of our largest general update as well. We do not anticipate any further updates to be beyond a few select items, but much more in line with previous updates. So, for example, the uh, version 1.3 to 1.6, which again saw on average four to five cards cross the entire game change. But of course, we continue to monitor, monitor the developing meta and trends to see if anything stands out. Um, Obviously, we'll point them out what stands out in two weeks. As something certainly will. Um, but it's 2022. 
we've got season one out and about. I guess it's time to go play some games. Absolutely. So, uh, we were going to cover one last thing, which was um, some uh, unit descriptions that got announced. Uh, they were on uh, Game Store, sorry, 404, 401 Games in Canada. Um, uh, feel free to check them out. Uh, I, we could speculate on them for, for Donkey's Years, but let's face it, compared to the update, it's nothing important or newsworthy. So that was Castle Rock Honor Guard's description, Castart Loyalist's description, Golden Company Elephant's description, Golden Company Swordsman description, and all of those things give you an idea, of course, what might be in the box and abilities, but the much more important Night's Watch Heroes 3, which has confirmed within it Yorin, the Wandering Crow, Cotter Pike and Sedanis Malister. S- Satin. Jesus, I can never pronounce his name. Get it right anyway. Satin. Edison Tollett, as you're known as Dolorous Ed. And another version of Benjamin Stark. Uh, so all of those characters coming uh, at some point in the future. Apparently, that was 401 Games Canada. It may be appearing some infinite time ahead of us. Um, if you want to check those out, go on to 401games.ca and you can uh, check out the unit descriptions on there and you can speculate to your heart's content. Um, no idea when they're actually playing out. Uh, there are some stuff going on. Uh, Lockerbie's running a team event, a team tournament, which he's planning to get started on TTS over a couple of... Uh, weeks a couple of days uh that's due to start of this weekend Lockerbie's probably set some new limits to when that's going to be um so there will be more time to prepare for that so do check out Lockerbie's tournament uh your tournament in finland right is gonna go ahead i'm guessing yes absolutely yeah and now now we're good to go when when is that due to be running remind me 5th and 6th of, of March. 5th and 6th of March. Um, where are we? Find it on here. I'm guessing it's on here. Uh, not that one. Not that one. Not that one. That's the Polish one. There we go. Uh, Talivosta, yes. the Winter War 2 uh, day song tournament. Helsinki uh, in Suomi, otherwise known as Finland. Um, so, uh, You're most welcome to join us. <laughs> we'll arrange a seat for you guys. I'm sure I can probably convince carlo to get a flight over um can you now i nearly convinced you to go to lvo <laughs> I- including paying it oh god yeah I'll, i'm not paying for him jesus he'll do anything if anyone pays um yeah so i mean obviously there's loads of other events as well there's places in uh in indonesia obviously poland where would we be without polish events happening um the u.s running stuff germany running stuff um Loads and loads and loads of tournaments running and things going on, guys. So check out the website for all the latest on there. If you need anything, farewell to 2021. That that's app that's aptly named. Yes, literally about to start. Farewell to 2021. 2022 is officially here. Timu, are you excited? I can take that. I absolutely am. As and I, it was pretty amazing that it actually dropped while we were discussing this. So I know, right? Talk the about stars were aligned. Talk about hot off the press. Carlo, are you excited for 2022? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'm really excited to find out what Baratheons have because that's some significant changes. 
And I'm really pleased that Neutral's got some improvements and that Starks did as well. I think that that is roughly an understanding of, you know, the things that really needed help. Uh, I'm a bit nervous about a few things, but I always will be. Um, The Baratheons are the ones that are the biggest unknown for me. I wonder if surviving Baratheons are now actually like a legit strap. And, yeah, gonna... and it, it goes with the fluff that they are the grinding faction that just stays there. Yeah. Um, the rankings, uh, just to head off the question, none of the rankings or any of the stats will be reset. Caveat there, I'll explain that in a second. None of the rankings or anything will be reset uh, going into the new version. So, you know, as we always talk about with ELO, it will self-write itself. Myself and Carlo, um, if we assume games happen at the rate they're happening now, I think it would be comfortable to say that a full self-writing of literally everything in the game will take a while. Uh, certain commanders simply just don't have a very high play rate. Um, but the stuff that gets played a lot, the stuff that's popular, the things that things people think are good, we'll see a, probably a very quick change in the, in the ELO system there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're probably going to expect maybe in a month we could probably say, yeah, that's solid. Two weeks of the of the good stuff. Two weeks is might might be all it takes to really reset them. Uh, but a month to get the data weight there and also get simply the play rate of some of this stuff is so low that a week isn't enough. Two weeks isn't enough. Um, yeah, we'll bring you updates, and of course. The the stat the the ELO rankings will um, correct themselves more quickly from their current <laughs> positions than they would if they were set to zero again. Yes, they will actually self-write faster. Uh, remember, guys, this is where we will always say do not take your analysis from win rates. If you look at win rate analysis now, you're an idiot because win rates will take a long time to change. Um you know, for example, Starks might end up being the second best faction. Don't look at Stark win rate and go, oh my god, it's like 50%. How are they the second best? Well, because there's a hell of a lot of games where they weren't winning. Uh, always use ELO as the dividing factor. And the last point we should probably make, I would advise very strongly in not running an ELO event in the coming couple or at least month uh if you run an elo event in the next month it is highly likely that you'll just end up with weird scoring great john will win (laughs) probably great john will win um yes because he's a very low rated very powerful commander right now yeah he is um timu any last words before we call it a day it was great joining you guys. Mm-hmm. What's going around in my head at the moment is is what was not changed. Yeah, as is Julie always the case. Comes, comes to my mind. Yeah, yeah, those two, and not too many commanders after all. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's a lot to digest, and that's the fun of it. Indeed, it is. I, I'm 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 totally excited to go out and play. Same. Um, Carlo, any final last words from yourself? I'll update the site when I can. 
Oh dear, that's, that's going to be this week. Carlo will want I'm it. I'm not Friday. promising one to two weeks. <laughs> Carlo will want it for this Friday, so he'll probably do quite a lot of work. And if he fails to get so it, we, this we Friday, all heard Carlos it in one week. Thank you, Carlos. I, I think yeah. he said Tuesday, right? I heard tomorrow. Um, <laughs> but honestly, no. guys, it might it might happen tomorrow. Maybe you know it might. But please, you know, like I'm not a professional. Don't hold me to that. <laughs> Um, That's a maybe. You're not paid for that. <laughs> I don't get paid. It's where, a maybe. Where is the Patreon link? <laughs> right That's there the at point. the top. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there it is. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Go flood it, guys. <laughs> um, but thank you very much. We had another patron join the chat. Was it Hobbs uh, joined this week? So uh, massive shout out to Hobbs for joining Patreon there as well. Um, Thank you very much for all tuning in and sitting with us. We've had nearly 70 viewers throughout the most of the episode today. Thank you very much again, Timu, for joining us. I really hope your event in, in Finland goes really well and a pleasure to chat with you. Check out Timu's blog, 25 Years of Minis and Counting, um, and check out all the cool stuff that he's been doing there. And finally, guys, we'll see you next week. Enjoy your weekend. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Yay, that's already Thanks gone. Thanks for spending it with us. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, enjoy your 2022 update. I'm going to have to make a new intro and outro, aren't I? Oh well. See you later, guys. Ready, aim, release! Anyone see my mammoth? <laughs>